Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, friends. You're now listening to the Lifestyle, Leisure, and Sports Show. You never knew was two of those things. I think we can all acknowledge that if this fails, you two will be fired and I will remain. <laughs> so, no pressure. Bo Bishop, a regional media icon. Winner of Emmys. Purveyor of the good life. Sir, you don't know that for a fact. I and just I'm said it on the radio. Also, two guys this company named Employee of the Month. What are you talking about? Paul Hogan is Hulk Hogan's brother. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look sure. it up. Because it's Hulk sure. Hogan. That's his real name. One guy is from Australia. The other one is from Tampa. Maybe he's from Hollywood, brother. <laughs> Not brothers. Chops. Yes, they are. This is Bishop and Friends. And let's do a live on a Reaction Monday edition of the program. Bo and the boys with you for the next three. Austin Ward going to hop on in here at 1033. Uh, our buddy Nate Davis going to join us at 1133 as we look back on the Super Bowl, and I, it's ridiculous we're all not off today. I mean, we would still be doing a show, but, like, it's absurd. Like, line this up with the President's Day, that's it. It's, it's a simple thing to do. Uh, we've been talking. Everyone knows it. It's it's an easy fix to make it happen. It's ridiculous that this game goes, and you have it. This you have this classic game. Boys are zombies. I mean, complete zombies. <laughs> They're worthless today. Completely worthless. Um, you know, and it was one of those ones where, like, how could you? It was let the boys watch. I mean, we're Ashley Schaefer. Let the boys watch. It was stunning theater. I, and and as you're watching this thing, and you're you're thinking about everything that transpired last night. And this is, um, I don't know if this will be the most watched Super Bowl ever because we have so many different avenues for our entertainment eyes to be drawn to with all the streaming and the phones and all of these things. Um, but I would bet that it would be the most watched. Um, juxtaposed to everything else that was being watched at that time ever. Um, it felt like Apex NFL. I mean, it's a 25-22 game that goes to overtime that features the biggest star in the game, that features two iconic franchises that have now combined for, what, eight Super Bowl championships. Um, you're talking about um, the most famous woman on the planet is in the stadium. And in addition to her, you're talking about it's in Vegas Something the NFL said no to forever and now is all of a sudden is absolutely in bed with and makes money hand over fist. I just don't know that the NFL has ever been bigger, ever been more popular. And then it delivered. It was a great game. It was a thrilling game that went down to the wire that eventually went to overtime. And on the very biggest stage ever, Mahomes looks like it's a Tuesday practice. What's next? No big deal. Clock's ticking. He had the one mistake um, at the end of regulation where he ran it up the middle, and instead of spiking it, like one of the few times Romo had a salient point, he had a instead of spiking it, he they tried to run another play, and it cost him about 15 seconds because they got it all the way to the nine, and they had to settle for the field goal because uh, they didn't have enough time, and then they just spiked it. They probably would have had. They probably would have won it in regulation. Quite honestly, do you guys remember? And, and by the way, did I hear the handsome update anchor say that? The 49ers are the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year? Per our friends at Typico Sportsbook. Why? Chiefs are second favorite. Yeah, bet the Chiefs. Ravens and the Bills follow. No. I was interested. Is it because the path in the NFC is clearer for the 49ers? Because they're an all-star team. They are. That's fine. 
They're obviously very close to winning this one. It was they don't saved. have a wizard. One team has a wizard in the NFL. The game was saved because the 49ers could never push it out of reach because the first half was a very good defensive battle. I won't go as far as to say it was boring, but had the 49ers done a little bit more with the chances they got in the third quarter because Mahomes threw that interception early yep. in that and that you know they got that like kind of extra possession because they deferred to the second half but he throws that interception they weren't really able to capitalize on that they actually had I think three straight three and outs to start the third quarter and that hung around just enough time for the Chiefs to come back in and then when they did come back in then about 5 minutes left in the third through overtime as exciting as a football game can get for you. So it was saved because the 49ers were never able to push it out of reach. And in and in great part, I mean, we talk so much about Mahomes, and obviously that's the headliner, but in, in also great part because of Steve Spagnuolo and his defense um, and the plays Chris Jones made. Um, you know, they were able to get stops. Um, Kyle will have a lot of things pointed at him again, and it's, it's a, a big stage again where he's got a two-score lead and not able to get it done, so that's happened to him a couple of times now. Um, you can't yell at him for not running the ball, though. This no, time. no, uh-uh, no. And they, you know, I, you know, it, it's such a, it comes down to really just a couple of field goals, right? And I understand they missed the extra point. I, I, people want to crush him. Oh, you missed an extra point. Like, I just think the Chiefs would have figured out a different way. I, I don't, I don't know that you missed, they just would have, it's all there in their mindset, right? Like, they just would have adjusted to that knowledge. I thought the only thing that was really stupefying the 49ers did was take the ball in overtime. I, I can't imagine why you would want the ball in overtime unless they didn't know the new rules. By the way, did you guys know the new rules? I had forgotten that they no. had changed the rules. Once they explained them, I knew them enough to understand what situation we were getting and where both teams did were going to get a possession, whether or not they're, you know... Even if they scored a touchdown there, it wasn't like sudden death until after that. But the clock, why is there a game clock? Well, so this is the most, so I guess, I guess they were playing two quarters. I didn't know that, but I, I, my, my wife, the boys, we were at a Super Bowl party and everyone's like going, they've got to hurry. They've got to hurry. And I'm like, no, I don't think that they do. (laughs) I don't think they do because they get the possession. It's not a timed possession. They get the possession as long as it's going to last. And, and so they, there, there is no hurry here. They can score whenever they want. So I guess the theory would be because, and now we all know that it, it's five quarters is, or you actually get it's two quarters in overtime yeah. is, is the amount of time. So if there was a 13 minute drive and a 13 minute drive, I suppose if it got all the way to the second over, second quarter of overtime and you bled it all the way down, then you would have to clock manage. But I don't know if anybody even, I'm not even sure everybody on the field knew what the hell was going on with the clock. There was, de- there was definitely a mixture of confusion amongst the players about what to do from the beginning of overtime coin toss all the way through it. I don't think everybody fully knew the rules and uh, it definitely probably hurt them. Kyle Shanahan did say after the game that he wanted the third possession so that if they went out and scored a oh touchdown boy, and then the <laughs> then the Chiefs answered, then he gets his sudden death possession. So that's why you take the first one. And to me, that's a little too galaxy brain for D chess thinking on it too much there was i was reading this morning a thing on the ringer that members of the chiefs were talking just to reporters during the week that they were practicing for this exact scenario with Mm -hmm. the new overtime rule that if they if the toss went their way they were going to let the opponent have the ball and they were going to get the second possession they didn't go as far as to talk about the third possession yeah but like the chiefs have been practicing for this for at least two weeks well, was what happens in the, with the new overtime rule is we're going to have the last say, or at least we're going to be able to decide the last say. You know what we're else? We're going to know what we need. Here's the deal: like 
if they get it, and this is the simple thing, like that's what I would want too, because if I were them, if, if San Francisco had scored a touchdown and they'd kick the extra point to go up seven, if I'm the Chiefs, you know, you go for two. And you win it on the two-point conversion. And actually, I think the Chiefs players did say that, that they had talked about that after they learned the rules that we're going to. It was Chris Jones. How he was going to give the ball to the opponent if they scored. We was going to for two at the end of the game. We sure. rehearsed it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they were never. You would never kick it off and then let them kick a field goal to win the Super Bowl. You were going to score the touchdown and go for two. So I would take that approach rather than trying to mental gymnastics yourself into a place where they score, we score, and then we score the third time. No, it was it was too much. It's crazy. It was um. It was one of those things too where the new rules created. I think more plays where, oh, the Super Bowl could end on this play because there was a fourth and one in there that Mahomes had to pick up with his feet. But then obviously once they get close to scoring, then you're like, this could be the final play. And then it was was very weird for... Now the clock was running down and we were all a little bit confused at that, but it was also very weird to have a play that like the Super Bowl just ends. Like there was no, you know, there was a true walk off. Yeah, it was just, oh, Super Bowl is over. That's it. They scored a touchdown. Game is over. Another peculiar thing about the coin toss is that one went up tails. And a lot of the sports books, I believe, only put what will be the result of the coin toss. Mm -hmm. They don't say to start the game. And so I saw somebody online who was like trading with one of the services, like back and forth with a PR person or, you know, a customer service person about like, actually, it's just for the first coin toss because first was heads and the overtime one was tails. So if you bet just what was the result of the coin toss, both results happened throughout the game. Yeah. I mean, it was, you're right. It was sluggish in the first half. Um, and that I think the turning point is, is probably, the Mahomes Usher. pick. Oh, <laughs> we'll get to him. Mahomes is picking the third that the 49ers don't take advantage of because mm-hmm. he, he throws an interception. They have it in their own end and they aren't able to score there. And it's 10 to three at that point. Touchdown puts them up 10 right away. Um, if they had scored the, if they, if they, if they score a touchdown, they're up 17 to three. And then that's a lot to claw back from. Um, this this one though this is starting to be heavy stuff right this is three Super Bowls in five years it's back to back Super Bowls they will try to be the first team to ever win three straight Super Bowls next year they will return largely intact and quite honestly they have a wizard who plays quarterback and that's what this thing comes down to I learned my lesson I I pick them and him always and except for in Buffalo I I thought Buffalo had the magic in Buffalo I'm ne- never again. I learned, I'm done. And I'm, I can't believe they're not the favorite next year because as long as they, they have him, they are. A buddy of mine, diehard Niners fan, grew up in the Bay Area. And, um, as the Niners score in overtime to go up three, um, I said, he goes, one stop. We we're texting. He's like, one stop. Just give me one stop. And I'm like, nervous level one to 10. You're kicking off to the wizard. W- w- nervous level one to 10. Um, he goes, I haven't stopped pacing for an hour. And, and I said, again, nervous level one to 10. He goes, a billion. And that's the correct answer. It's a billion. The nervous level is a billion because he doesn't, he is unflappable. He's completely unflappable. And the crazy thing about him is now he's got three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs. He's 28 and he has done it with two very different teams. The, the Tyree Kill team that they won the first one was, with was this high-flying showcase offense, deep shots down the field. What was the deepest shot they took last night? He had the one deep over. 
that, well, okay. And the over the, the the biggest deep plat pass wasn't the number like thirty seven and a half was the over under and the longest pass that was the longest touchdown. So there wasn't even by my account there was not even a play because I've got the the box score pulled up here. Longest pass, longest reception was a ten yard one by Travis Kelsey. That was it's, a touchdown. Or I'm sorry, that was target. Sorry, the long was there was a fifty two yarder to Nicole to Hardman. Yeah, Hardman. Yeah, he hit yeah. the deep over to Nicole, Nicole Hardman. That was it. They really didn't take any other shots deep. He kind of just took what was giving. And Steve Wilkes and the Niners were playing that five, that shell defense. They had five guys back and he just went eight yards, eight yards, eight yards, eight yards. The fourth down play where they, they, of course they're running RPO with, with him running it and, and Kelsey in front. He can hit, give it to Kelsey or he can run it. Kelsey ends up blocking and he picks it up. First, first quarterback to lead his team, um, in rushing and win a Super Bowl since Steve Young did it in 1994. I mean, this is, it's crazy. The, the track he's on is absolutely crazy. And the idea that you, that as a consumer, and I know people are being fatigued by them and they're fatigued by the Chiefs getting used to being fatigued because there's no end in sight. There's absolutely no end in sight to them. And he's 28. So Reed's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Kelsey's going to play again next year. So this is, you, you, and at 10 o'clock, we're going to get into the job ahead for our teams, the Bengals and the Browns. One I think is is obviously far closer, but and one has actually vanquished them in the postseason. One has gotten the better of them, but it's been now a couple of years since that has happened, and the the order is a tall one. Um, I don't know that the NFL could have had a better night. I mean, there's some things we'll get into that maybe that you want to quibble with in terms of uh, the presentation or the halftime or whatever, but in terms of that performance, that game and overtime with your biggest star, tough to beat. Uh, there's a lot of angles to this one. We will go over all of them coming up in the next three hours of the program. As I mentioned, Austin Ward coming up at 1033. Uh, Nate Davis going to join us at 1133 to recap it all as well. We'll do the commercials, the presentation, the anthem, the halftime, all of it. We're off and running. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Tweet from a listener. Are you carrying the Buckeye game today? Considering we've never not carried one, yes. The answer is yes. The fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Sports conversation that's worthy of a toast. Or at least a stiff drink. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Yeah, and there's no better time to sign up for the Typico Sports Pit. Get in the betting action. You got the hoops, the amateur, and the pro. The hockey, the golf, the biggest college hoops tournament in the world is right around the corner. Plenty of games to bet and win big. Take advantage of those massive odds boosts for your biggest payouts. Try the new parlays. You can pick how many legs you need to hit. Cash in on the bets even if you miss a leg or two. Claim your new sign-up bonus now. Get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100. Get your bonus. Download the Typico Sportsbook app today. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER for more on that. Um, there, It's interesting because... When, when you think about Kyle Shanahan now, three Super Bowl, once as a coordinator, twice as a head coach, they, they, ha- you're right. One of you guys said it. I mean, he's got an all-star team. They, they true, like, to see like McCaffrey shot out of a cannon, like on the double pass, he's a missile. 
the the play he makes in overtime to get it all the way down there, stunning. I mean, they they have so much talent on their roster, um, and and they played good enough to beat probably everybody except for that team. Um, and I know that there are people that sometimes are critical of him, but he did run it. He he ran it plenty. They ran it in overtime. They went down there. They just couldn't score in the red zone. It just come down to red zone touchdowns is really what it came down to. They had a fumble from McCaffrey early that cost him in the red zone. That was a very big one, the mixed extra point. And then I don't the put as much punt. on that. The muff punt was bad, too, when it went off the heel. Uh, the mixed extra point, I think the Chiefs would have just adjusted. Like I just think that's a different mindset. Um, well, they're approaching that, that final drive a lot differently, too. For sure. Yeah, like, they're trying to go score a touchdown. Yeah, because that's, that's their only option there. So it's not even down to like, oh, do they go for it with six seconds right. left? They, like, they're still going to go for a touchdown. They might not even be in that exact situation because the approach leading up to there. Because once they got in a field goal range, they were a little bit more conservative on that drive than yeah. they than they had to be. And had they been going for a touchdown, it would have been a completely different thing. So I agree totally. with you. Yeah, I, I think you just have a totally different mindset. The um, kicker Moody also made two fifty-plus yarders. Yeah, he them. made a fifty-three and a fifty-five. Yeah, <laughs> so like that was pretty good. Like for for all of that. Um, so this is three chances. You know, his dad won the two Super Bowls in Denver. Um, but there is a little bit of a Denver Broncos, Buffalo's Bills vibe to the Forty ers in that boy they the the pressure now is squarely even more so on them that it's been in a very long time. When you get this many at-bats, at some point you have to be able to bring it home. And, and Reese, you mentioned they're the favorite on Tipico next year uh, to win it this year, to win it next year. I, I don't know how you could say anybody other than Mahomes. I understand the route and all of those things, but, geez, um, I, I just well, never would bet against the guy. We talked about it all last week, it felt like. Why are they underdogs? Why is this a thing? I don't know. And nobody I, could, I think, explain it, really. I heard one rumor of why they were underdogs because the 49ers had a large uh, championship amount of money on them and the books wanted to make sure that a lot of the money went to the Chiefs winning so that they'd either only pay out one or the other. That's kind of like oh, a like a seven. conspiracy brained one, but it's you. possible. That's what the books do. They do balance their money. Sure, That's course. the most plausible one I've heard. There was 78% of the money was bet on the Chiefs I saw yesterday. Both I would and I would yeah. that I think that worked on money line and spread. I think yeah. people were on it both sides. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's Kyle Shanahan post game uh, on the hurt, uh, but obviously it's a roster that'll be back. I mean, we all hurt. Everyone knows how it feels, and don't have a lot of words for it. Obviously, we're hurting. Our team's hurting, but that's how it goes when you put yourself out there. I'm real proud of our guys for no regrets with our team. I thought our guys played so hard today. Not everything was perfect by no means, but I'm going to lose with a group of guys. Let's do with those guys anytime. And we'll take some time. We'll get over this and come back next year ready to go. He also acknowledged post games that when it comes to playing 15, no lead is safe. And this is my second game as a head coach. I think when you go against guys like Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes, better never feel comfortable with the lead. I mean, those are two of the best players to ever play the game. And that's why whether you have a lead or you're down points, it's, I mean, those guys are always in it. Yeah. I mean, did you guys ever think Mahomes and the Chiefs were out? No, no, of course not. No, I knew they were scoring. It's funny. Like you watch it through. I watched the, so we left the party. Uh, in the third quarter, because you know it's late, yeah, the kids got to go to bed. Like we get, they get school today. There's walking zombies, um, so we left, and and so the last uh, quarter and a half in overtime, like it was just us watching. Um, so they were just kind of they were kind of locked in, trying to battle falling asleep. And you watch it through their eyes, and they have this perception of they have no perception of how easy it is to move the ball with little time especially when you have Mahomes. So, like, they thought the game was over in regulation. They're like, it's over, Dad. There's no way. I'm like, no. 
Far not. Um, and then same thing. And they had confusion over the overtime rules too. They couldn't understand what was going on with the clock. Um, but one of them asked me, they said, well, what's going to happen? I said, Mahomes is going to go score a touchdown in overtime. That's what he's going to do. He's going to go score. That's, it was as easy a thing to read. And it's honestly like even on the fourth and two, at no point am I like, yeah, they're not going to get it. Or the fourth and one, the fourth and one when they yeah. run the RPO. It's like, oh, they'll get it. They, they, they'll, they'll pick it up. They got to play. It's like Andy Reid always has a play. The only thing that I thought was curious, they kind of got lucky, was the um, in that in overtime, two of their first plays were runs. I was surprised they went Pacheco, Pacheco um, on two kind of like draw plays, um, and they had to put them in the position where they had to pick up that fourth down. But other than that, it felt like they just had the answers to the test, and we're going to do it. And I think it felt that way for the Niners too. Brock Purdy, who played pretty well. They didn't lose because of him, that's for no sure. No way, no way. Um, he, he spoke afterwards about knowing that they needed a touchdown in overtime. I mean, they brought zero and just trying to get the ball to JJ. That's what was hurting me, just knowing that, yeah, we're going to execute the field goal, trusting Jake and all the guys on special teams, but obviously their offense is, is really good. Mahomes is really good, and he still want to give him an opportunity to go down and win the game off off touchdown. So when I wasn't able to connect with him, it just it hurt. They just couldn't capitalize on the opportunities that they did have to put the game away. I mean, that that interception early in the third quarter for Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't make those kind of mistakes in the postseason. That's what we've been talking about this whole time. This whole run through is he doesn't put his team in bad situations. He did on that one, but boom, defense steps up, gets a big three and out, and that goes back to that idea that like the defense is really uh, shown in this game. On the 49ers note, had they pulled it out, had Mahomes not done what we all expected him to do and go down there and score that touchdown in overtime, it was a really weirdly balanced game for them where I was yeah. like, now who had scored the game-winning touchdown could have factored in had they actually done that or if they got the stop, whatever. But I was like, who's going to be the MVP? For the I think in overtime, they win. it would have been McCaffrey if it I was. Think an, if so. it would have if they would have won in overtime because of what he did on the drive, it would have been McCaffrey. Well, wouldn't um, the votes have already been in though? Don't the votes, the votes are due before yeah, the they, end of regulation? So stupid. Yeah, I don't know if they still do it that way. I hope that there's some common sense now. They did it all the way but back. They used to do it that the way. The Bengals would, game, I know it was that because a lot of people thought Aaron Donald should have won that, but he made all of his like greatest plays on that final Bengals drive and ended the game for them. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, like they, they ask you to have your MVP vote within the last couple of minutes of regulation, which is just stupid. Especially because it has to be like for TV. It has to be ready to present yeah. it to the guy right away. And it's like, yeah, but how why many, get it wrong? <laughs> I mean, the, how many great Super Bowls have we had in the last decade? There's been a ton. The only two overtimes have been in the last decade. It was the, uh, the, what, the Patriots Falcons one. That was the first overtime game. That was in yeah. 2017. So that's within there. I mean, we've had, the the Rams Bengals game was great. We've had so many great. We haven't had that many beatdowns in the last decade. Um, Bucks it's been Chiefs a lot of is great really games. the only one. And that remember Mahomes yeah. was hurt and they were just in his backfield the entire time. That was they a thirty one to nine. The only other like double digit one, thirty one to twenty, the Chiefs over the Niners back in twenty nineteen. That was closer than that though. That was a, yeah. That separated late. Eagle um, Patriots Rams. I don't remember. That's very low scoring. It's thirteen to three, but that's technically double digits. That was an ugly there. But for that the most golf. part, they're all close games. You have to go all the way back. Really, to that last blowout was that Broncos Panthers one we were talking about last week. Yeah, that's that twenty four to ten. That was just that. Well, that both those game. ones back, or they weren't back to back, but both those Broncos ones both were bad. Forty three to eight when they lost to Seattle, and twenty four to ten against Carolina. Yeah, been a lot of good games. Um and. Look, the Niners are going to be back. They're they're built for right now. They don't have to pay Purdy anytime soon. That's why they're the favorite at Tipico. Um, but they are going to have to have 
at some point, if they're in this spot, they're going to have to find a way to stop him. Um, and it wasn't just Mahomes. It was the defense, which led to some, a comedy. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I flipped over to ESPN. I'll, I'll tell something that happened on the ESPN postgame show with, with uh, Chris Berman that was just comedy to me. Uh, we'll get to that and, and the history that the Chiefs are starting to stack here. That's coming up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. An ex-jock and a very puffy, smooth-faced man. These are the first voices you should hear. Morning juice. Your wake-up service. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's up? What's up, man? What's up with you? All right, here's what's up on a Monday edition of the program. The Super Bowl in the books. The Chiefs win their third Super Bowl in five years. Mahomes with his third most valuable player award in his third Super Bowl win. It's heavy stuff when you start thinking historically about what's being done here. And I will get to that in a second, but I just want... Did either of you happen to flip over to uh, ESPN after the network coverage ended around 11.15, or were you passed out? I flipped point? to bed. Yeah, yeah. I, fl- I, I was headed right there, to too. But, but they had an NFL primetime special, right? They did, yeah. So um, so watch the post game, and uh, again, the boys are up late, so sometimes you do a little downtime. So I thought, well, I'm, I'll see what's going on. So they flip over, and I've said many times, like, I'm a sucker for Berman. I love the, the primetime. It's so good. Come on, who, who doesn't win with that? Um, and... So it's him and Booger, and they're doing the um, they're they're doing like the highlights and doing the boomer thing, and then they're doing the thing that he did for all those years, right? He's got a set on the on the Super Bowl field, and he's bringing guests over. So he's talking with Booger about the game, and he's looking. He looks over his shoulder, and he sees that a chief is coming up to talk to him. But it's abundantly clear that he doesn't know who the chief is. Okay. Was there a hey, buddy? Come on over for sure. Yeah. So. Um, it ends up it's uh, it's Nick Bolton is who it is the linebacker. Um, so Nick Bolton comes up and Berman starts asking him questions. He's, he knows he's a defensive guy, so I'll give him credit for that. But remember, even that's difficult because he wears thirty two. So it's not like you know right away linebacker. No, not, not for sure. sure. <laughs> You're not sure for sure. Uh, but he's smart enough to know he's a linebacker. And at one point, he like hits the table to say like to booger like you ask the next question because he's kind of like out of it um but they did end up getting mahomes and kelsey on which i imagine like berman yelling like where's mahomes where's kelsey um he even got kelsey on and kelsey was doing a whoop like he gave him one of those which was pretty funny so that was kind of a win but it was but you think you're in that spot and you don't know who's being brought to you and you're just looking over a shoulder trying to identify and it's hectic. There's a billion people out on the field. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, how are you, you can't see to the back of his jersey. Like, you're just seeing like a number. Did the network post game trophy ceremony? Did that go faster than you guys normally really remember quick. it? Because I, I think it was probably because of because the, the scrunched overtime. up overtime. They still had to get to that TV show, and they then they were the they'd been advertising they'd been advertising the late night shows all night. And I'm like, Colbert's not going to start till midnight at this point. It was 11 o'clock so, by the time, time all that Don was over. Get to go on. Well, did 10 TV punt? Did they, they give up had, their local? They might have had to. I wonder if 10 TV... I mean, I'm not staying up that late, but I just was wondering if they... Because in that... You're right. They were... It was Colbert and the new person that goes after yeah, Colbert. Yeah, at midnight or whatever, right? <laughs> after midnight, whatever yeah, that one's so called. And it was truly after midnight, for yeah, sure, because that one. 
Yeah, in all the years I was at Channel Ten or before, I always worked at CBS affiliates when I was in Tallahassee or Billings. And um, anytime after the Super Bowl, you know that there's a show that's going to be an hour. So as soon as the Super Bowl network coverage stops, you know, add an hour before you're going on air. Um, that's that's kind of the job of those things. So yeah, I, I'm not sure how that went. I I cashed in around 11:30 last night, and that was the end of the the end of the deal. Um, for the, for the Chiefs, this is it's. Yeah, I mean, it's three and five years. Next year, they'll try to do something that's never been done, win three straight Super Bowls. Um, Andy Reid is – it's a, it's amazing this what he has done at this part of his career because he's a borderline Hall of Fame coach, what he did in Philly, and now he's on a short list of greatest coaches in the history of the sport, and he's going to walk hand-in-hand hand with Mahomes over the next five years, at least probably, of both of their careers as long as they both remain healthy. Um, Reid postgame on the feeling of winning the Super Bowl. What a great experience. I appreciate our guys for the great job that they did, the players and the coaches. Defensively, our guys came out and played their hearts out like they've done all year, kept us in the game, and then the offense just kind of persevered through it. Tough in the first half, tough sledding, and they did a little better. We did a little better in the, the second half. And then, obviously, the last drive was a thing of beauty. And, and all of this, uh, congratulations to... The 49ers for being here. Kyle is a great head football coach. The 49ers are lucky to have him. And what a game, right? What a game. It, it could have gone either way. And it was just one of those one of those games. I feel fortunate to have been on the, the positive side of it. Yeah, his, um, his con- combination with Mahomes is... This is all time stuff. I mean, this is, he, they passed Nolan Bradshaw for playoff wins. Now I understand they, they, it's four Super Bowl wins for the Steelers versus three for them, but they're playing more playoff games now. So that's, that's why that happened. But, um, this is heavy stuff. You're looking only up at Belichick and Brady at this point. Mahomes post game spoke about Andy Reid and the impact that he has. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches, but the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, continue to have success no matter where he's at. I mean, for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's that's important, is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I, I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being the, my head coach. And that, other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be, and that's something that I think is uh, truly special. That shows you where the Chiefs' mindset is. The Patrick Mahomes talking about his coach and says he thinks he's the best all time. I know he doesn't have the trophies yet. Well, he's got the Three of them, which is not a very, not very many people have three of them. I understand that Belichick has six. So yes, you're right. He's not there. And so, but they're, yeah, they're not done and they're not going to be done anytime soon. And he's probably going to, he's going to be able to pass at least one Belichick record. I would think he, that was his 26th postseason win career, not with Mahomes, but just Andy Reid in general. And Belichick has 31 postseason wins in his career. So he's five away from that. Obviously another Super Bowl run. If they don't get the first round by gets you all the way up to 30 that's four wins so i could see him doing it I mean, if you set the over under don't you set it at five and a half on super bowl wins for them it feels like it yeah and they reed doesn't sound like he wants to hang it up anytime no, soon. no i told either. you that last week yeah. like he's gonna coach until he can't there is no there's not a hobby there, there's no this is the hobby I mean, we, he's I mean, only sixty-five, right? I mean, he's going to go until so, he Belichick's can't. coaching into his seventies. Belichick will probably be the hottest candidate next year. Ah, uh, you know what? Belichick will probably be the first candidate hired once the first coach goes. <laughs> like when the coaching carousel starts to open up next season, like Belichick. Well, somebody will actually pounce on him, yeah, before like That's even the be, real market opens. That up. will be determined by the. The operation, the, the job that is open. Yeah, I mean that that that's what that will be. But no, I mean you're, the only people he's looking up at now, I I believe off the top of my head, are Noel Walsh and Belichick. 
Walsh for all time wins for no for Super Bowl wins. Noel's got four. Walsh has got four, and then or does Walsh only have three? No, Walsh has three because Seifert got the one in '94 and he got one with Joe. So Walsh has three. So it's only Nolan Belichick because Seifert has two. All right, so then he's he's right in there to be in that pantheon of yeah. Walsh has three. Walsh has three. Walsh has three. So he's tied with Walsh, and he's looking up only at Nolan Belichick for all-time Super Bowl wins as a coach. So uh, the Mahomes side of this is is crazy to be 28 and have three Super Bowls. The, the thing that's different from him, even from the other guys that are in this category, is he's done this so damn young. He's so young to be already at this point, and, he's, and these offenses are winning. Be, he is the catalyst. Right, yeah, like he's the early dude. on Brady, like it was their defense, their run game. He was clutch, but it wasn't until now he won seven. So, like, I don't know if you're ever going to track that down. That's so far out there, even for Mahomes. Um, and Brady certainly won four, where he was the catalyst at least. Uh, but the first couple early in his career, they were built a little bit differently. This is all built around him. I mean, it's all on him. Um, and and so that's. And that's why what you don't believe do, it's, it's going to stop because he's no. going to be around for a lot longer. Like Travis Kelsey reiterated yesterday that he wants to come back, and that's probably hey, the idea to win a third. I wonder if three in a row would make him want to come back to for a chance to do a four. But like he's going to be done, and then that's pretty much it of like the original Mahomes offense as far as all that goes. And we'll finally get that full on. That would almost be like the third iteration. What what's post Kelsey? Well, he could now. have three. Yeah, I mean he, the, he, he at twenty eight. He could play another 10 years the way he's take care of his body. He could play another 10 years easy. So, yeah, I mean, and they're going to have, even in a brutal AFC, they're going to have a ton of at-bats. Here's a crazy story, uh, a crazy stat, rather. Since 19, the Chiefs are 5-1 and one when trailing by 10 points in the playoffs. They're 5-1. and one. The rest of the NFL is 6-48. and 48. <laughs> So they almost That's, have as many wins as the rest of the NFL. The, everybody else combined has six in 54 chances of being down 10, he's 5-1. and one. The Chiefs are 5-1 and one when trailing by 10 points uh, or more. Now, it's it's crazy. It's who, who are you guys rooting for? I found during the game I was rooting for the Chiefs, but I didn't have a strong lean either way. Um, but I was rooting for the Chiefs probably just because we picked the Chiefs. Yeah. I just wanted a touchdown. <laughs> I found myself rooting for the Chiefs in the second half. Yeah, it's funny. I did too. I, I didn't. I mean, we picked them, but it's not like we were throwing a, a whole bunch on it or anything like that. But just from the perspective of, as I'm watching it, I guess in the end I like watching, maybe I pull for the greatness part of it, I guess, subconsciously. Um, because there is something to say, I suppose, of you're watching something you've never seen before. And we've had so many instances of that in the last 20 years or so. And with Brady, we've seen, had it so recently. But to watch somebody who you identified you know, in his first year starting in the league, that he was just different, built different than everybody else, and then to have him deliver on the promises, it's just easy to root for. And I know there was in in the where we were at the Super Bowl party, it was like me and Beamsy were rooting for the Chiefs, and everybody else was Niners. I mean, it was all Niners, just Chiefs fatigue, right there. Well, I mean, there there's some of them were like all this trumped up uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift stuff. No. Just nonsense. Just absolutely nonsense. Um, all right, we'll have a little fun with the best commercials. Uh, we'll get into that coming up at 10 o'clock. The task ahead for the Bengals and the Browns. It's a tall order, obviously, to build a team that can beat that dude. We'll get into that coming up next as well. Bishop and Friends are here on The Fan. Wake up with The Fan. Eat lunch with The Fan. Go to bed with The Fan. Dream about The Fan. Then change your sheets. Gross. Ew, you guys are gross, but stick around in case I don't find anyone else. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Drink recommendations, movie reviews, sports discussion, and whatever the hell Reeser does. This is Bishop and Friends. Certainly was a classic. Um, as I mentioned, I was uh, I was at a Super Bowl party, so with that comes it's a more distracted viewing experience. So I was with that through much through the first half, through the halftime, and then into the third quarter. And you know, I think we maybe at least you got the right. best part of the game once you went home. We did, yeah. I got so I think we may have left right after halftime. I think my wife wanted to watch the halftime, and so we watched the halftime, and then I think we bounced right after that. So got home for. Was able to, I mean, technology's amazing. Was on the uh, Spectrum app, able to watch the game on the way home as she drove, which was nice, so I didn't miss anything. Um, and then by the time I got home, we were good to go. Um, from a commercial standpoint, I thought they were largely pretty good. I mean, I'm, you know, I know that people want to be like, everything sucks. I didn't, I thought they were largely pretty good. Um, there were some that stood out for me. By and large, I thought that though, that it was a pretty successful endeavor, Reese. Yeah, I'd, I don't know uh, what I didn't know what half of them were, but the, Mike, the Michael Sarah like face cream was tremendous. So my kids have we, when they were babies, they use that because that's like the safest thing. Yeah, to moisturize. Oh. So like when they when they get apparently uh, that, that was CeraVe. an internet thing for yeah. it's, and it's been that way for a couple months and I had no idea. I'm like, why is Michael Sarah on my television? It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. And that so that 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 is the lotion like that the boys when they're little like their dermatologists if they had any sort of skin thing. Like, that's the stuff you use. I thought the commercials were good. One problem is, like, the Paramount Mountain one I thought was really funny, but I had already seen it. It had already been out online, and okay, I had seen so it I did a it. few times in, in the few days. So I thought so I hadn't seen it. So I think that, that one would have been the best had it just been new. That was at the top of my list. Throw the Child from Patrick Stewart is amazing. Um, and then Drew Barrymore going, and Creed is here. That was that was a very good one. I did not see it in advance. So that, yeah, was, so that one was, I saw that one fresh. A little ruined. I, I don't know. I'm teetering on the point. I don't think they put as much effort into these they don't. anymore. And I'm like, should we even still talk about them? Should we take it away from the advertisers, <laughs> giving them extra free advertisement at this point? Because most commercials just, it just felt like normal commercials. Some were a little bit funnier, but they don't feel like this heightened new realm of commercial activity than what we normally get throughout the, well, the week on social media, on TV, on streaming. Here's the, I mean, you're playing on nostalgia. Most of these are nostalgia. A lot of them. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's probably what it's always been. Honestly, like if you went back 20 years and watched them, it would probably be the same. Like the, I, now there are some of the iconic, like the bird versus Jordan for the big Mac shot contest. The, um, what's so, up? Like the, the was up guys, the, the bud bowls from way back. Like those there was were nothing. Like, there wasn't anything that. that felt like it wasn't. No, I thought the Duncan one was pretty damn funny though. Yeah. With, the Dunking. Like the Dunking. I thought that one was very good. Um, I thought the Ken Jong for Popeye's wings. Was very good how they were explaining like all of the things that had happened since he was cryogenically frozen. When was he was, frozen? Did they freeze, that was, was that I don't a know of an older spot. I have no idea, but I, I thought so like a lot of. I just find him funny. Yeah, so it was easy for me to catch up. So I don't know when he was frozen. That one stood out to me. Um, 
I thought the talk and walk in B and W one was pretty funny. Like him going through life and everybody had probably an impression all the time. I'm sure that probably happens all the time. Everybody does his his act. I think that was a good one too. Um, there was I can't remember specifically. Oh, it was the uh, one the Heidi Gardner and Dan Levy ones for Home.com. They did it like three different times. Clearly spent yeah. a lot of money in production. I just don't think those ones hit at all. Like what a replacement for Zillow with these two. Like that didn't. That yeah, didn't work for me. And then I also think some of them, the walk-in one, I think, had enough that it was good. And I can't remember the one that I was specifically thinking remember, about. I remember, like, I had to think about what the walk-in one was even for. They were just, oh, yeah. yeah it was, it, it was BMW. Mm-hmm. It was BMW. That's but it really had nothing. They get lost <laughs> in their joke, and it's not always about that. But, like, sometimes it does result in, like, uh, what happens with bad SNL sketches, where they do have a really good joke. But it's all they have, and the commercial's still 30 seconds long. <laughs> So yeah. then they just repeat the joke like five times and it's like, well, that doesn't that doesn't really work. But I think the one that stood out to me the most was the Google Pixel one with the like frame assist for the people who are blind or, or you know, have low visibility. And the guy it would like say like two heads in frame. And then the guy would take the picture and it would go from like blurry to the picture. And it was a man with, uh, you know, some sort of eye ailment. That one actually really stood oh, out I to missed me. That one. On my heartstrings. I yeah, I didn't see that one. It's a good one. I also don't want to be told to go find your trailer. Just show me 30 seconds that makes me want to watch your movie. Yeah. And there were a handful of them that you have to see the trailer online. No, I'm lazy. That's what you're here for. Yeah. Just well, they don't want to pay for it. Don't send me somewhere. Show me 30 seconds to make me want to watch your movie. And also RIP Carwathers. Yes. The, um, the Kia one with the little girl figure skater going to grandpa's and we're going to skate that was a pull at the heartstrings one as well um the one that was like hey let's just burn money was the robert kennedy one let's just light money on fire (laughs) just like it's 30 million dollars just like oh he was running for president i mean like you it was all the nostalgia of the kennedys and all this even end with vote independent it's like yeah yeah, all right good luck people have tried this before it's there's 30 million that will just burn i did like to do that I thought the Bud Light Genie one was just okay, but then the fact that they're like, let's go to the Super Bowl, and they do it one more time, and then they go back to the broadcast, and those guys are in the box with Post Malone, like the goofy guys from yeah. the commercial. I was like, okay, since you actually tied it back in Next level. to what was going on in the game. And also, word of advice to everybody, do not shop on Temu. They what have, is it? What I, didn't is know, that? I don't know what that it, stuff is. It's like an even worse wish.com. It's an online stuff where, like, you're not really sure what you're getting. It's just cheap crap from China. It's not going to match most of the time what the picture looks like to what you get. And I think they're just trying to trick enough people to use their site for a while. It said you could shop like a billionaire, and my response to that was, but I'm not, so I'm going to (laughs) stick with Amazon. Even if your stuff is cheap, I still can't shop like a billionaire. A billionaire can just no. continue buying stuff. Anytime. Yeah, that's true. Um, last one, just because, again, for me, for nostalgia, like, you know, Budweiser, you bring me a Clydesdale. You put a yellow golden lab showing him the way in the snow. We're going to do it the old way. Yeah, I'm in. That I'm should in be that. every year. They yeah. have the Clydesdale some, doing something. Yeah, that's that's iconic Super Bowl. So I was pleased that they, they did run those guys out one more time. Uh, there were some fun ones. I mean, it's a ton of money that's thrown into it. Um, and I don't know how you reinvent it. Like, how do you create a viral moment? Like, well, and that's what, the thing about viral moments. You stumble into them. What do you do if you're that and you get, like, there was only, the, they only did one commercial break during overtime, during the, in between the two yeah. possessions. But, like, if you're CBS, what do you do with that time? <laughs> because, like, there's. I, I was thinking about that. Because you're they, not, you just, don't sell overtime. Not the same way. No. 
So no. how do you know who to put in there and like basically be gifted the best advertising spot of probably the entire game? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. I, yeah, I guess you re. There's probably people that there's contingencies. I'm sure that like if there are extra ones, in, we, we yeah. want it. Yeah, you're, we're paying and we'll for pay it. for the extra. Yeah. yeah. As a guy who named his dog Buddy Garrity, I thought uh, Eric Taylor was nice to show up as well. I was surprised it was a United commercial, but I the, with the Cleveland book your tickets, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. That one I um, also saw before the. Yeah, so that sucks. Yeah, when they do that, when they drop them before, it's there, there's no fun in the in the matter of it. But I, oh, Arnold overall, and Devito got back together too. That was the true. one. That was the one where it had one good joke, and then they just kept doing it. And it's like I get yeah. it. He has an accent, but then Danny Devito showed up at the end, so that's always fun. Yes, he's always a win anytime you see him. Um, the idea of trying to beat that Chiefs team in the AFC will be the job of the Bengals and the Browns. One's obviously much closer than the other. Uh, we will get into that coming up next as you try to build a roster that can compete with that one. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. The two most mature people working at the radio station. And that's just because they wear pants. The pervert and the skivvies. Rothman and Ice. Middays at noon. The fa- Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Distilled sports discussion served in light beer quantities. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Nice weekend for the Buckeyes. Uh, We'll get into the Chip Kelly hire here in about 20 minutes. Uh, and then some perspective on that with uh, Austin Ward coming up at 1033. Um, I saw this from, it was, I think it's Matt Miller, NFL Draft Scout. Uh, He's getting cooked on Twitter right now. Why? What's, why? What, why well, people coming for he him? had said that what the Niners need to do is to load up around Brock Purdy while he's still cheap. And a lot of people took it as all the all pros that they have around Brock Purdy right now yeah. aren't enough. And I think he meant it more as a, no, they need to continue to build around him while they're not dealing with having to pay their quarterback a bunch. I think it's a pretty straightforward explanation. He tweets, I think the Niners try to load up around a quarterback on a rookie contract for another year. I'm a Purdy fan, but I'm not going to expect him to outduel Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> try to have yeah. more good players yeah. all around your field. More. And Purdy is good, but yeah, he's not Mahomes. And so that makes sense. I don't know what other spots, you know, especially if they can hold on to the guys they currently have. I don't know what, how many more spots on the offense you can put great players in. It's but. also like if that roster can't beat Mahomes, what help do you have other well, that, 29 teams? That gets to the next thing, right? Because, and, and actually this is a part of a bigger thread um, that that he has, and he he says, "Look, Mahomes is an alien. We use wizard, whatever you want to say, like sorcerer, however you want to call it. He's on another level than everybody else." And so, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're in the league, and he he tweets this, he says, "What?" Which is why I believe Chicago will and should draft Caleb Williams, and it's why Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota should be all over this quarterback draft class because a good quarterback might get you in the playoffs. But to beat Mahomes, you need to be great and have some luck, and that gets the. That gets to the conversation around the Browns and the Bengals. What he just outlined right there, that's why the Cleveland Browns moved off of Baker Mayfield. Because Baker Mayfield can get you to the postseason. But Baker Mayfield is not beating Patrick Mahomes. Now, it's been two years of Watson. It sure doesn't look like he's beating Patrick Mahomes. 
but the guy they thought that they were acquiring had some of the tools that are, I think, necessary to be able to beat Mahomes. This can be a very short conversation with the Browns. To beat Patrick Mahomes, and the rest of the roster is really good, Watson's got to be Watson from three years ago. If he's not, there's nothing that they can do. Just not. No. There's, there's no roster switches. There's nothing. Like You have to have that type of quarterback play elite to be able to beat him. Joe Burrow and the Bengals have gotten the the Chiefs a, a couple of times in the regular season. They obviously got him in the AFC Championship game a few years ago. But other than that, I mean, and the, you know, last year the the Chiefs were able to get the Bengals in the AFC Championship. So that one's still going back and forth. Other than that, he doesn't lose in the postseason. There are uh, there are great quarterbacks that he's been playing. He beat Lamar Jackson, the near unanimous MVP, and it would have been and would have been his second unanimous MVP had he pulled that in uh, just last week. Josh Allen has had a lot of shots at Mahomes in the postseason. That's how, even when the quarterbacks are that good, that it's that hard to beat Mahomes. So the Browns made the right decision, you know, strategically they made the right decision. Yes. The thinking behind it is correct. So it's not justified. Not everything always works out, but the thinking is correct. You have to get past Mahomes because otherwise you're playing for second. I was just about to say the thinking that the Browns did is correct and you need that guy. You need to have a guy to go head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes. And you're hoping Watson can be. Like Cincinnati has that guy in Burrow. The Niners maybe don't have that guy, which is why they have all that talent around him to yep. help him be that guy. But for me, after watching last night, it, it, it it's not it's simple to say you need to have somebody that can at least hold their own with Patrick Mahomes for a little bit. Is there any other... I don't know if that exists that's outside the, of a handful of people. I, I think it is Burrow, but like... He can do it. He's done it. He's We've done seen it. him do it. So he can do it. Their combination of their talent, but they're in a hell of a spot from a from a contract standpoint. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with T. Higgins. Like the Bengals fully healthy, and they've already had one casualty of this, right? They couldn't keep Jesse Bates. Like obviously they would want to keep Jesse Bates. They could he was an all pro. <laughs> like you want to keep him, but you can't because you have to pay everybody else. So like this was the year for Cincinnati because they were going to have T Higgins, they'd have Jamar Chase, have Burrow, but they couldn't stay healthy. Like next year's Bengals will be different than the la- than this run that that got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um but the- it all starts with Burrow. He has to be healthy. Because you have Burrow, you at least have a fighting chance though. Um you have to have somebody of that level and a healthy Joe Burrow can go head to head with Mahomes. He has, he's won, we've seen him do it. Yeah, and- he's a short list though. And the weird thing with Joe Burrow, now he's going to have Jamar Chase, so it's not going to be like too drastic. But now Mahomes has clearly proven that, like, yeah, it wasn't just also a good combination that the Chiefs no. had of a of a really good team. Tyreek Hill was at the height of his powers at the time. That no, Mahomes truly is this special, and he's going to be around for a long time. Can the Bengals make that step if their team changes? You know, losing T. Higgins would be, I would say, a drastic change, not as drastic as losing Jamar Chase for them. But that's his Kelsey. He needs he needs that guy. Can they make it through this? And you're right about. This year, because the rumor out there, hey, could it could tag T. Higgins and then probably you know either trade him or they wouldn't set up for to tag him the next year. But that's what this year was supposed to be for. That we'll pay T. Higgins one more year on his rookie deal, and we're going to go for the Super Bowl. And then if he has to walk, or I guess you could have tagged him maybe and then still traded him if you played with him. But that's what they were planning on this year. And so to do that 
again with a tag situation, plus you enter the window of Jamar Chase's contract being ready to be talked about, and you got to figure that out, that it doesn't feel like they're going to be able to hold that together. Back to the like how we got to the first question here. The 49ers and this all-star team, and it wasn't quite enough to mm-hmm. beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Besides going out and trying to find your closest facsimile to Patrick Mahomes and putting him on your team and making sure that you have that elite-level quarterback, is there any other route right now in the NFL? Because I, I would argue that the 49ers were that other route, and it just wasn't quite enough, but can it be enough? Well, so that, that goes back to, uh, let's, let's just take a look at the teams that have got him, right? Mm-hmm. So the Buccaneers got him. Brady got with Brady. The Patriots got him once, uh, his rookie year, right? The Patriots got him in the AFC Championship yes. game with Brady, and then the Bucks got him in the Super Bowl with Brady and the, <laughs> and an absurd <laughs> defensive line. And, and then the third time was, he got was got hurt it was in Mahomes. that game too, yeah, or, or it was Brady. So, or I'm sorry, uh, Burrow. 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 So it's Burrow, Brady, Brady. So common denominator, great quarterback play. The other thing you have to have is you have got to have a defensive line that can get to him and disrupt him and get him off his – but even off his spot, it doesn't matter. Like, you have got to bludgeon him up front um, so that you can play you, – You've you got to be able to get to him without blitzing. Too. That if was you the blitz him, part. you're cooked. They blitzed him. He read it in a second, first down. Blitz, first down. You can't blitz him. So though that makes it almost impossible. So if you could combine the two Ohio teams, now we're on to something. <laughs> Go Browns defense. Uh, pick a cherry. Pick a couple off the Bengals and and put a healthy. The Bengals want to trade quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean that's. I'll do that deal. That's kind of where you're at. Is you have to have an elite pass rush that gets home and is in his face on a consistent basis because their tackles weren't good enough, that, or, or so we were thought. They're fine though. The offensive line is it's all fine if you have him. Um, his ability to scramble, step up, his the way that he can extend the pocket. Um, I, I think the Browns have some of those. I think the Browns roster is one that could go toe to toe when completely healthy. Although they need massive upgrades at receiver by next year to be able to do it. But there, there, there is a stops stopping point. It's a hard stop with Deshaun Watson. Like it's been a long time since he's been an elite quarterback. You're talking three full seasons since he's been an elite quarterback. Um, conversely, the Bengals, they have Burrow and they have Chase. And they're either going to have Higgins or they're going to get something really good for Higgins. So as long as you have those things, now they need to add weapons. They need to add a back that's a weapon, probably need to add another receiver. Um, it's going to be a very big offseason for them. Need to probably upgrade their tackle spots, um, at least one of them, not both. Um, but they, 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 because you have Burrow, you have a fighting chance. Like you have to have that guy. You have to have somebody who can do, do it at the elite level who's fearless. Um, it's it's a ridiculous list of people who he's failed to who he's failed to beat in the postseason. It's it's just Burrow and two Brady's. That's it. And I wonder if even like is approaching it from like, well, how good can our defense be to to stop Mahomes? It's almost that yeah, you do have to outduel him out on offense because the Ravens had a good defense. They actually held Mahomes pretty in check that entire game, but they were up early and that that's all they had to do. Then they they could hold on to it. The 49ers have a really good defense. And we talk about the pass rush. The problem is even when you have Nick Bosa and Chase Young, you need to convince those two superhumans that it's yes, you do want to get home. You do want sacks, but you cannot sacrifice your position pursuing that because as soon as you open up a lane on the outside or something up the middle, and that goes along with the blitzing that you were talking about too, Bo. 
Mahomes is really good at finding that. It's last game of the year, so he was actually willing to run it, but he also is such an, a talented scrambler. That's going that way. And then on the other side, it's becoming really worrisome. Well, what is going to be the route to beat this team, especially in the postseason? Because the defense is finally up to the same caliber on the Chiefs as the offense is. And their defense is only getting better, it seems like, each year. So Steve Spagnolo, Spagnolo, as I've learned. I can't unhear it now, every time they say it. <laughs> so the three best teams to lose the Super Bowl in the last 20 years were the 07 Patriots, the 2023 Niners, and the 2019 49ers. And Steve Spagnolo was the defensive coordinator for the team that won. The 07 Patriots, he was the D.C. of the Giants. 2023 Niners and the 2019 Niners. In 2019, it was his first year as a defensive coordinator at Kansas City. So maybe just get Steve Spagnuolo. And he, it's, he's one of those guys that's just elite at that task. He doesn't need to be a head coach. Yeah. Because like, he's just elite the, at that. After the year he was yeah. D.C. of the Giants, he went to San, St. Louis. Yeah. He was head coach there. Yeah, threes had him. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like the Chiefs and the sustainability and all of those things. I mean, they have a massive free agent list. It starts with Chris Jones, who, by the way, when he was on with uh, on NFL primetime last night, they asked him about <clears throat> the last play, and he goes, he goes, I, he goes, I love any play where they decide not to block me. And the Niners, he goes, I thought it was a screen. Like the Niners just didn't block him. He went unobstructed in overtime to Brock Purdy. And he said, I love any play where nobody decides to block well, those me. Those are the easiest <laughs> ones. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty good. So he's a free agent. Uh, Legereus Sneed's a free agent. Uh, Mike Dana, Willie Gay, Donovan Smith, Car- uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jarek McKinnon. I mean, it's Jones will be the one, and they're not going to be able to. I see, there's no scenario how they're going to be able to pay him. Like, I think they're GM through Sneed in that list as well. Uh, over you know during yeah, the lead I, up I to the Super Bowl, Legereus yeah. Sneed's in mm-hmm. that. So it's Jones and Sneed. It's hard to imagine a scenario where they can pay and keep all of these guys. But remember, they're doing this, and they haven't even really hit. I mean, it's Valdez-Scantling. I mean, like, look who Mahomes was throwing to. By the way, that was almost Hardman, who was on the scrap heap. They had to give up on Kadarius Toney halfway through the year. Just done with him. He's uh, the best wide receiver in the league, according to him. According to him. (laughs) Valdez-Scantling in overtime going backwards eight yards. Was a thing to, to it see. Was, it, at first, you got thrown backwards like three or four yards, and it's yeah. like, oh, that was just unlucky. You stayed up, but it actually just hurt get you. Down. Then he then he kept going back, and it's like, no, just step out of bounds. He was right there, too. He could have just stepped out of bounds. Step too. out of bounds. Be done with it, man. Like, that's enough. So, no, it's a tall order. Pacheco um, had a rough game, too, like talking about the talent around yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. No, there were, yeah, that's, it's, he's, yeah, it, it's him. And so, as long as he's there, that's the task. The Bengals are much, much closer because you have incredible weaponry and you have a guy who's done it. And the Browns need Watson to be because you can do all the Flacco stuff you want. There's a hard ceiling on all of that. All of that is a very hard ceiling to beat that guy. You've got to be Flacco was not beating this run in the playoffs from, no, the, from the Chiefs. Lord, no, 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 no. Um, we got into this on Friday, but it happened towards the end of our show. Chip Kelly, your offensive coordinator uh, at Ohio State, how it happened, what comes of it coming up next. Bishop and friends right here on the fan. If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. 
all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Our top men are working on everything except this show. This is Bishop and Friends. And there's no better time to sign up for the Tipico Sportsbook and get in on the betting action. The hoops, the hockey, the biggest college hoops tournament in March is right around the corner. Plenty of games to bet on and win big. Take advantage of those massive odds boosts for the biggest payouts. Try the new parlays where you can pick how many legs you need to hit and cash it on the bets, even if you miss a leg or two. Playing the new sign-up bonus now. Get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100. Get your bonus. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for more on that. So this was one of those ones where it actually happened during our show. Uh, we, we got the news that it would be reportedly, I don't think we had anything official by the time we were done on Friday, but reportedly something that we had talked about throughout the week, that if Bill O'Brien was offered, I know we said this, if Bill O'Brien was offered the Boston College job, we believed he would take the Boston College job. We then believed Ohio State would go after Chip Kelly to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. And there was some pushback about, well, what are they going to do with the buyout, million five, whatever. Look, it's never going to be an issue. This was this was the guy that, that Ryan Day wanted. Um, it's one of those instances where I was a proponent of Bill O'Brien's hire, and somehow the unintended consequence of him going to Boston College allows for an upgrade. There's been – it's funny – I. Some people are just never happy. I've heard people talk about like, oh, man, I don't know. Look what he's done at UCLA. I'm like, dude, here's what I know. Chip Kelly doesn't particularly like recruiting. He doesn't particularly like doing media stuff that you got to do. He doesn't particularly like dealing with um, some of the kissing babies and shaking hands that you got to do when you're the head coach of a major program. He probably doesn't like trying to compete in an NIL world with the the team across town when he was in Southern California. Um, That's probably not a whole lot of fun. But here's what I do know. The man can call ball plays. And if all he's doing here is calling ball plays and coaching quarterbacks, that is an absurd situation to land in. And the other part of this that that should not be over should not be missed. You want to talk about trust? Ryan Day can trust Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was his coach in college. Chip Kelly found out UCLA was going to the Big Ten while golfing with Ryan Day in Ryan Day's golf outing in New Hampshire. Ryan Day is going to be able to say it's on you, brother. They will collaborate. I'm guessing this will give Ryan a jolt of energy to have his mentor in the building with him. He will trust him completely. It's as big a win as can be, even more so than the Bill O'Brien win. It's a stunning thing that you somehow, the unintended consequence of Bill O'Brien ending up at Boston College in what is probably a short list of dream jobs for him because of the personal personal situations that he has and the ties that he has to the Boston area and his son's health care and so forth, allow for you to somehow upgrade a position even more than you intended. Yeah, I wonder if in the original instance of looking for an offensive coordinator a month ago or so when they decided to hire Bill O'Brien, I just wonder if they were very, very close in both people's minds and it was like, well, Bill O'Brien is available and you'd have to 
pry him away from UCLA. You'd have to pay a buyout and all this stuff. So they go with Bill O'Brien because that just makes more sense for everybody when you think that both guys are going to be very good at the job. But I think that there is a chance that Chip Kelly's better. I mean, we're talking the reason why Ryan Day is in this position is because of his offensive football mind. Well, Chip Kelly was the, the finisher for his playing days for as far as offensive mind goes. And then he was his boss in the NFL. Uh, he was on both the Eagles and the 49ers staff under Chip Kelly. And now they're, you know the roles have been flipped, but I'm sure that Ryan Day feels very comfortable. And one thing I was really excited to to read from the Pete Thamel article on UCL or um, Chip Kelly coming over from UCLA he says the reason behind Kelly's departure comes down to an affinity to coach again, spurred in part by coaching UCLA's quarterbacks in the lead up to the Bruins bowl game this year. It's the first time in more than a decade Kelly coached a position, so he felt that. I think he had already had that inkling that. Being a head coach just wasn't really for him that all the extra stuff just it was, it was something that he was not interested in anymore and he just wants to get back coach and call ball plays. Well, let me tell you, you've got a lot of great offensive players to play around with here at Ohio State. I think you're going to have a pretty good time and I agree with you, Bo, that there is a chance that this is the better hire anyways. Yeah. I don't know if UCLA was going to dismiss Chip Kelly after this upcoming season, like their first year in the Big Ten, regardless of how it goes because you, I think, heard rumblings about Chip Kelly not being thrilled with recruiting or doing any of the other stuff yeah. as a head coach in college football at UCLA over the past year. And so had they, if they were going to part ways with him after the 2024 season, it would have cost them $8.5 million. Instead, they got Ohio State to pay them a million and a half to deal with their situation. And this was Reddit College Football that had that. It was like, UCLA is playing chess, not checkers, because the Bruins also okay. posted a $36 million deficit. Yeah. Last fiscal year, how's one and a half impossible. million going to do with that? Anyways, it's like, going to help. It's going to help. It seems, it seems impossible to me that like you'd run a deficit at UCLA. No, I mean, somehow that's such mismanagement. Like for example, I mean, I, obviously it's much more expensive out there, but they can. I think they can make a lot more money. Uh, I was reading an article last week. Iowa has already made up their deficit from the 2020 pandemic year. And of that's course. that athletic department. Like, how can UCLA not make that happen? You Is guys it, play in the Rose Bowl. I will make it up, or did Caitlin Clark make it up for it? <laughs> that probably helped. She helped. Her and the wrestling helped. I mean, they got a lot of things they can sell tickets to out there. But no, it's it, yeah, it's incredible mismanagement that that, that athletic department. And by the way, if it, if everybody benefits, that's fine. You know, it's funny. I had people say, well, what does this mean? How long he's going to be here? It's a three-year contract. He took an incredible pay cut of more than $4 million to make the move. You mentioned Ohio State paying the buyout of $1.5. Um, Chip Kelly's made his money. He made a lot of money as the head coach at Oregon when he revolutionized the sport with the way he played offensive football. I remember Urban studying him um, and having Herman study him in terms of the tempo they played with back in the, the early 2010s. Um, and, and that they, Urban so admired the way that Kelly played offensive football, that that was a part of it. And part of the reason Ryan Day's here is because Urban, Urban had an affinity for the way Chip Kelly's offenses operated. Remember like Nick Foles with the Eagles that first year was 26 touchdowns, two picks. The, the, the first year was like never, people forget that about him. It was never how good the offense was. It was too much All trying to bring the tempo to the NFL and the defense would always get tired in their games because they'd be off the, the field stuff. for 90 total seconds. It's like for real sure. time. It was the other stuff too. Remember they were like testing their urine as they were coming off, like all of that stuff that he was doing. Like that stuff college teams do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that in the league, but he's not doing any of that here. He's calling ball plays. That's it. And he's developing quarterbacks. There, th- this is a win in, in that regard. 
Um, and and there, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Ryan Day with a statement on it. He said, we're extremely excited to have Chip and his wife, Jill, joining our program. His experience as a head coach at Oregon, UCLA, and in the NFL will bring immediate value to the entire team. I'm really looking forward to reconnecting with Chip, introducing him to our staff and team, and chasing a championship together. I'd also like to wish Bill O'Brien and his family well as he takes over at Boston College. From a trust standpoint, there's not going to be anybody more trustworthy for Ryan Day than Chip Kelly in the whole building. He's known him most of his life, adult life anyway. And for people who may be like, oh, I don't know if I like the hire. He wasn't good at UCLA, all that oh, stuff. Man. Like, what? You wanted Jason Candle? Like, you weren't going to go out and be able to hire Andy Reid. The fact of the matter is Ohio <laughs> State pulled a sitting Big Ten head coach from a head coach to come be their offensive coordinator. Yes. Who is known for his offensive acumen. Yes. Like, that's the reason that he's gotten to the point where he has. So, no, it's... It's a pretty remarkable thing to lose a guy you intended to hire. And I do believe that, by the way, that the guy that Ryan Day wanted all along at the beginning was Bill O'Brien. And maybe he didn't know that Chip would be open to this. Chip was interviewing for NFL jobs. It's very possible that that this is something that developed late in the process. But whatever the process was, you, I do believe, are better off from even the Bill O'Brien hire. And I think you're, good Lord, infinitely better than you were a year ago in terms of how that coaching staff will be put together get some perspective on this with austin ward coming up next bishop and friends right here on the fan the chris holdman daily show is brought to you locally on the fan by credit union of ohio this is the chris holdman daily show brought to you by incova insurance in two overtimes ohio state defeats maryland 79 75 congratulations chris you had to love how your team just wouldn't give up today Oh, yeah, they, they, they deserve a ton of credit. They just deserve a ton of credit for how they competed and played when it was, you know, challenging and stretches. They just uh, they just never gave in. They just kept swinging. And to be honest with you, that's how we've been here of, of late. You know, that's how we've been. We have we've been really been a group that's competed. We just haven't always played, you know, as well as we've needed to. But, uh, oh, man, give them credit right now. They, they did a phenomenal job. Coach, there's so many good things to talk about here. But I thought those last three minutes of the first half were mm-hmm. crucial. You, yeah. you, you know, your, your team is down by eight. Yep. And then tell us what happened in those last three thirds to kind of get you guys back in this thing and in the right direction? You know, I think we, honestly, I thought we just extended more effort on the defensive end, and some of our traps in the post bothered them. I think a couple on a couple of those possessions, Ron, where we were able to um, get some forced twos or a couple turnovers um, with, with some of our post trapping. Now, they got a couple threes in the second half against the post trapping, so we had to pull it off, but uh, I thought we just played harder, and then we settled in you know, offensively with some middle-of-the-floor stuff with Bruce, and Bruce got going there a little bit to just get us in a rhythm and climb back and, and obviously go up one. All right, we'll have another comment in just a moment. Hi, I'm Archie Griffin, two-time Heisman Trophy winner. The right coverage can be a game changer, both on and off the field. That's why Encova Insurance and their local independent agents are prepared for what's next and protect what matters most to you. Whether that's your home, car, business, or family, Encova's got your back with a policy that fits you perfectly. With local independent agents in your neighborhood and innovative insurance products that can be tailored to fit your unique needs. Encova's playbook is an easy win for your peace of mind. You can trust their team of agents to develop a strategy that's just right for you. And it's not just X's and O's. Your expert agent will guide you and provide insurance solutions so you can confidently manage your risk and count on a financially secure future. For auto home and business insurance, you want Encova on your team. Visit Encova.com today to find an agent near you. Encova is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Go Bucks!
Ohio State defeats Maryland 79-75. How about to lift you going off of some of your guys off the bench today, Chris? Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, Dale's been playing and practicing very well. Uh, I just believe in, in him and where his mind is right now and how focused he is on the team. I thought Zed's Hibbert at the end was phenomenal. I didn't know if Zed was going to play. He, he didn't practice yesterday, and today it was hit and miss in terms of what his energy was going to be. Um, I was trying not to play him, but we just needed to, and he did a phenomenal job for us late. It's the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Is it time to upgrade your financial situation? Whether you're shooting for financial goals or making a fast break towards savings, Credit Union of Ohio is on your team. If you live in Central or Northeast Ohio, you could score big with affordable loans and competitive savings. Enjoy Credit Union of Ohio's fast and easy online application process and make a slam dunk when it comes to your financial needs. Start winning at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind or grab a carryout. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizza, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. He knows everything about the Buckeyes. He's been offered tens of dollars by a certain team to spill his secrets. He's told that certain team to go to hell. Damn you all to hell! He's Austin Ward. Sponsored by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. More life, more energy. All right, our good buddy Austin Ward joining us now. Let's talk about yesterday just for a second, then we'll get into the Chip Kelly hire. You enjoy the Super Bowl? It's hard to imagine (laughs) the NFL does better than that, right, in terms of being on the biggest stage and delivering in the biggest possible way. Yeah, I I was uh, skeptical that they would, Bo, after the first half, which um, I guess like a a prize fight was a a longer feeling out process than I thought was going to be necessary for those two teams and those two offensive lines, but... I mean, really good defense on both sides for 49ers and Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes coming to uh, author another chapter in his legacy and Taylor Swift adding the star power and Usher on roller skates. I mean, that was the spectacle that we all, from start to finish, I mean, that's that's what the NFL does better than anybody else. And it's uh, it was a great way to end the year. And uh, and we wound up with a, a really exciting finish and, and one that had me really puzzled because I did not know what was going to happen if – the overtime clock expired. No, but I don't. So many people didn't realize that there was another quarter, and then they finally like, like I just think we hadn't seen it right, and so like yeah. the boys are asking me, they're like, "Dad, what's going on?" And I had to quickly Google, like, "Oh, okay, I, I knew it was, I knew it was untimed." So then I'm like, "Well, why are they running the clock at all? Why isn't like college? It's like the NFL right. can't just say the college overtime rules are better, so they keep trying to <laughs> monkey with it to get it close. Like, just use the college one; it works fine." Yeah, because they, I mean, were very nearly in the situation that they tried to avoid. Like, yeah. If you want both teams to have a possession, 
just say that. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to score touchdowns, and we already saw that in that game. And if if Mahomes had not touched it, I cannot imagine the outcry this oh. morning uh, if that had worked out that way. No, no, that that's, that would have been absolutely brutal uh, if that were the case. Um, do you think as as we next year we're going to try and shoehorn college football into all of this? And for the next mm-hmm. two years, it's going to be pretty rough. I mean, we're talking games on Thursdays, on Fridays. Uh, we're talking national. Ch- I hate the national championship Monday stuff uh, because yep. of how late they start. If they can learn anything from the NFL, start at six thirty. Like you give everybody a chance. Um, I know that these discussions are ongoing. Um, as you talk to people around the sport. How how serious are they about fixing the calendar in college football? It just seems impossible that the next two what the next two years are going to bring us. Now they're serious about it, but it almost depends on on who you ask and and when you're involved. I mean, you got to take them all separate the issues separately and look at college football playoff. Do they want to max? How do they maximize the audience and you know the appeal to the broadcast partners? Like that's one part. If you're talking about the competitive balance, there is that's I think the more pressing issue. We talked about that uh, around the middle of December, Bo, with yeah. managing the transfer portal, managing the you know the early signing period, uh, everything that's going on with the coaching carousel, and then oh by the way, you're going to throw in you know eight teams playing in the middle of the month and twelve teams overall that are still competing for the college football playoff, you know national championship. There, it's untenable. So I think that yeah. the first start is moving the signing day i think there is more uh push for doing that but again it comes back to who are you asking for feedback people like mark pantoni uh need to be involved in that process they they need to talk to player development people they need to talk to coaches and not just administrators saying well you know school starts on this day which is important i'm not saying that they can't factor that in but you know there were people allowed to enroll early before they moved the signing period from February to December, that was already happening. So if, if if you have to, you know, fudge it a little bit, and that's, I know not how people like in administration and academia like to operate, but, you know, there was nothing really broken about February, to be honest. And they made a, a reaction to a problem that didn't really exist. And it made things way worse. If you want to enroll in January, there's nobody that's going to stop you. If you want to have a signing period, in August and then one in February, do that. But uh, December, removing that piece, I think, is going to unclog most of it. Um, there's also been conversation about like not having coaches go on the road in December. And, again, all of that is contingent on when you can sign players because that's when uh, that all comes to a head. And that's, I mean, you're talking about, you know, two or three days around these, you know, on-campus playoff games. Yeah. That cannot happen, and, and that's the first thing that has to be done. Couldn't agree with you more. And, and talk to the people who are doing it and, and get that thing sorted out. Um, my, I was a, I was a fan of the Bill O'Brien hire. I, I thought it was a really good hire. I got it. I understood everything about it. I think Ryan Day was looking for a very specific thing. Bill checked every box. I also think the unintended consequence of Bill taking the Boston College job leads to an unintended, unintended upgrade. Um, and it's funny, like people like, complaining about chip kelly i'm like good lord people can you not do you not know how to have nice things he's elite as a he's going to be calling ball plays man he's not going to be on the recruiting trail he's not going to be fighting nil he's calling ball plays coaching quarterbacks austin how did this happen and and are you like me that this is is about as big a home run as you can get yeah i mean if you can sign uh and land two former nfl coaches to be your offensive coordinator in the same offseason you're really doing something right i mean that's (laughs) 
I, it, it's unheard of. And I, I, I do, I do understand like anything with Ohio state is going to be scrutinized and it's fine to have skepticism, uh, whether that was about Bill O'Brien three weeks ago or Chip Kelly now. I mean, I, I think that this is probably Ryan Day is the only coach and Ohio state is the only program where people could look at hiring a sitting big 10 head coach as like, well, I mean, that's just Ryan Day's buddy and that's his mentor. And like, he's going into the echo chamber like this, this is the only program where that kind of criticism could apply. And every, every other one in the country would be like, you get to have Chip Kelly, one of the sharpest offensive minds, not have to worry about recruiting, not have to handle roster management, not have to deal with boosters, like sign everybody up for that. And so I, I, the way I look at it, like you, Bo, this is a, a huge uh, positive for Ohio state. Yes. Ryan day does trust Chip Kelly. That's a good thing because he wants to hand off offensive play calling. Ryan Day is still going to be the primary recruiter for these big-time quarterbacks. Brian Hartline is still going to be out there looking for wide receivers. Justin Fry has been doing a good job with the offensive line. Tony Alford's working with running backs. Like, all that's good. Chip Kelly has to, you know, figure out how to use maybe the most talent that he's ever had assembled in his career at the college level. That's, I mean, that's got to be appealing to everybody. It was to Bill O'Brien, and it certainly was to Chip Kelly. Um, you know, I think that I, – I would, I would like to know, Bo, like – what happened between Chip Kelly and Martin Jarman that accelerated this breakup? Because it did not seem, to my understanding, like this was really close to happening the first time around for Ohio State with uh, Ryan Day going out and getting him away from UCLA. Um, and then he started a, you know, interviewing for every vacant NFL yeah. offensive coordinator job under the planet. So I wonder if something happened there or if you know Ohio State just wound up in the situation where they did want to go outside the family, and and it didn't work out with Bill O'Brien in a way they didn't expect, and and then they had a you know greater urgency to get that job done. I would like to to hear from both Ryan Day and Chip Kelly on that because I don't definitively know the answer, but um, certainly the relationship helped here, and um, the buyout wasn't enough of a hurdle to be prohibitive for Ohio State, and and they get somebody that like you like I think the resumes are pretty pretty similar with what Bill O'Brien and Chip Kelly bring to the table, but Chip Kelly may be a little bit better uh, in terms of the run game, a little more uh, passionate about it, and that's really, I think, what Ohio State needs more than anything. Yeah, I'll take a stab at the Martin Germain Chip Kelly thing. My guess it's something along the lines of like, we got to win more, you got to recruit a little better, we need to raise some funds, and Chip comes back and says, well, I need some NIL money, so if you want to get right. me some of that with $36 million in debt, all the best of luck. <laughs> I mean, I, to me, I think that's how that ends up that way. And then he goes and takes, I mean, that's just connecting the dot. That's, that's not pay attention sure. to scores. I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, in, in terms of the, the, this is the other thing about chip. I mean, and I, I just told the story in the, in the previous segment and you were here at this time. So you remember this, like urban yep. sent Herman to chip to, to figure out how to play with that tempo. He was enamored with that tempo. Um, mm-hmm. that was something they were. So people forget like, Chip had two spots in the NFL, this stop at UCLA. But at Oregon, he was a true innovator of the sport. And that's you're getting that part, too. And that's something that, you know, sometimes with Buckeye fan, it's like if they hired Kyle Shanahan, they'd be like, well, yeah, but he can't win the big one. <laughs> yeah, well, Chip Kelly's won a lot of games. And, yes. again, I think the other part of that uh, that equation, dealing with some people – don't have the personality to to manage the roster or manage boosters or or work with athletic directors like that's that's fine like that, you look at these guys uh who thrive like he wants some some power and control that's cool he has it over the offense now and he doesn't even have to really 
be the general manager of that. Like, as I said, Ryan Day and Brian Hartline and Justin Fry are going to assemble the groceries and Chip Kelly has to put it together. And he's, he's shown an ability to do that at a level that, that few people really have. And he's, he's had success at, at both levels. And, and when you talk about some of that stuff in the past with Urban and Tom Herman, Bo, like Chip Kelly's really been an off-season fixture at the Woody, like more mm-hmm. than most people, whether that was coming to just pop in for the NFL draft uh, preparation, a pro day, or coming in to speak at the coaches' clinics. Like he's been around the Woody a fair amount. This is yeah. not some, you know, mystery to him what it's like to come into Ohio State and get through that facility. That's another advantage aside from. The familiarity, obviously, with Ryan Day and Justin Fry, he he's going to be very well aware of what he's working with, where he's working at, and the expectations for this role that he's coming into now. Yeah, there's no doubt. Good talking as always, buddy. Thanks for your time. All right, see you, Bo. All right, that's our great friend Austin Ward right here at the Fan, dotting the eyes on the Rivals Network on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Thing or not a thing, up next, Bishop and Friends, right here on the Fan. The sound of Paul Keels calling a Buckeye game is erotic. Oh, yes. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Producers, co-hosts, friends, some of those things are true. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. I have a little thing or not a thing on a Monday. Hit it, fellas. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Apex Plumbing Pros. First one up here today, the Seattle Seahawks are hiring former University of Washington offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb to the same position on new coach Mike McDonald's staff. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter and Pete Thamel on Friday, Grubb had accepted the Alabama offensive coordinator job after spending the past two seasons at Washington under former Huskies and current Crimson Tide coach Kalen DeBoer. Thing or not a thing? Well, it's a huge thing. Um, he was an incredible offensive coordinator at Washington. It was a coup that they were able to to bring him to to Alabama. There was talk that he was that he would be on a short list, maybe to stay there and be the head coach at Washington. Um, so the the idea that the impact will be mostly felt though with Alabama, obviously, because now Kalen DeBoer's going to have to find another offensive coordinator. One other thing on Kalen DeBoer, we know about Caleb Downs, and and, and obviously we benefited with Julian saying he did keep most of the rest of that class together that was the number one class he kept almost all the rest of it stayed at alabama the receiver that went out to the like first big name yeah. of theirs that like went into the portal or i can't remember if he was a decommit or an early portal but either way he came back too yeah yeah so, so they, they even they had guys them. come back yeah 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 i mean it's a big thing um it means he doesn't have to sell his house that's true Rob, so <laughs> he has it already it's a good thing for him it's doesn't have to do too much in the way of moving uh, earlier this morning, Ohio State confirmed Michigan graduate transfer linebacker Joey Velasquez walked onto the team and is currently working out with the Buckeyes. Velasquez is originally from Columbus, Ohio, played his uh, high school football at DeSales. Um, he's the first since Chris Rock, a defensive lineman, transferred from Michigan, walked on Ohio State in 2013. I think um, most famously, Justin Bourne defected from the Wolverines sure. to the Buckeyes. Thing or not a thing? Walk on linebacker to sales kid. I mean, you need depth. 
you need depth in the room. So yeah, I mean that that helps. Um, be strange, I would think. I don't know what impact he had at Michigan last the last couple of years. Nah, he didn't see any. On no, field. he's a yeah, he's just he's a guy who gets in late right? rotation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, good for him to come home. That must be a wild thing, though. To we think so. We talk so often about like the the hatred for the that team up north and all that. Like, does he call him that team up north? If he has a degree from them. <laughs> It's weird too because it doesn't appear that he was somebody who entered during the thirty day window during Harbor or Harbaugh leaving. Like yeah. that he was in the December window, and so I'm wondering, okay, if he's a, ended up being a walk on, did he just come home and enroll at Ohio State and just like worked his way through to eventually be like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll walk on, I'll I'll be another body for you in the linebacker room. I also saw that some people figured it out because he was in a picture last night posted by uh, our buddy Threes. Oh, he was um, in yeah, that yeah, photo? the linebackers, yeah, over. I assume it was at Three's house. I don't know. Does James go over to the players' apartments? They might he have. Might. Hey, with NIL, they, they might have nicer places now. Who knows? They, than they former do, NFL yeah. players. The other funny thing, uh, Tony Gerdeman had this. So you mentioned the Justin Boren. He transferred from Michigan to OSU in 2008, and it was believed to be the first player to make the inner rivalry move since quarterback Howard Yurgis Jr. and center J.T. White started out at Ohio State, then fought in World War II, and then played at <laughs> Michigan following the war, so a little Slightly bit different, different circumstances here. But sure, another linebacker in the room. I don't. He's not going to be a top end player for him, but yeah, another body, and he's a local kid. I don't. I, I don't like hold it against him that he went to Michigan. Like I don't think I don't it's going to be some will. sort of sleeper cell no. or anything. No. Next up, this one from Matt Brown, who writes the Extra Points newsletter. Multiple school-based sources have told me to expect a small EA Sports College Football update on February 15th when schools will share social graphics confirming their participation in the game since folks have asked, haven't heard or read anything to suggest anything happens today. He posted this uh, yesterday during the afternoon, and he also wanted to know, this is not a commercial or gameplay trailer, and he says, don't come screaming at me if it, if it isn't. Thing or not a thing. Well, I'm going to say not a thing on all of this until until I have an answer on from EA or the te- or the teams and the programs how they're going to compensate the players for their name, image, and likeness because that's where this whole thing started. And if you don't have the real players, then what will happen is everyone is going to just build them and they're going to share them online and then you'll be right back in the spot you were to begin with. So to me, I haven't heard anything on that yet, how they're going to compensate. Yeah, it's not a thing because isn't that the? I mean, that's the barrier, right? Like that's yeah. the wall. Like they can't even put out a new game without that. Like, it's been or they 10 won't years. put out a game without it. They'll just do new patches for old games. Because yeah. I think the only thing they can do right now, essentially, is maybe make a deal with each team. And is that does that go yeah, through the collective they, or does that go through the team? Because yeah. the the teams still don't pay them, and there's no CBA, right? Yeah. They could deal with like the NCAA and then it's license it there, and they can use teams. They can use. Stadium sites? Yeah, they can use all that, but th- without the players, Doesn't you're going to have people making players online and sharing them, and you're going to be in the same spot. That's why uh, you know it would be easier if they were employees and you could license it out yes. and just work out Very the deal. easy the other way, yeah. After the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last night, Adam Schefter dug up an old tweet referencing a joke made by CBS Sports boss Sean McManus. Uh, he had said, quote, the NFL has alerted us that for the first time ever, we will have a double overtime game in the Super Bowl, end quote. <laughs> thing or not a thing? Oh, my God. We're on the way to the game last night, and one of the boys, I can't even remember which one, said, I lost it, too. It might have been Beamsy, who I rarely lose it on. He said something effective. The game's rigged. The Chiefs are going to win it anyway. The NFL wants the Chiefs to win it. And I, my head exploded, like almost literally. And I said something to the effect of, the NFL doesn't need to rig anything. 
They do 120 million viewers in their sleep. Stop with the nonsense, man. Um, also, if they were I, to rig anything, why would they rig it for the everybody's inarguable best player in the league? He's the best right. player. Of course yeah. he wins a lot. Yeah, it's just, it was nonsense. But I, I do think that people, and that there's even some reporting now that some of the 49ers didn't understand the overtime. So I do think that part was real. Like, nobody understood the clock. Like, they didn't, why aren't the Chiefs in we a hurry? You're starting to get quotes from them, too, coming yeah. out. Being like, yeah, we weren't prepared. We didn't know what was going to happen at the end. Yeah, and you do need to know those rules. There were some players saying that like they were reading it on the Jumbotron as they were like going to overtime, and that was like yeah. the first instance they, they knew of it being I also that think different. It's stupid, by the way, that you have a different set of rules for overtime in the playoffs than the regular season. Like That's absurd. Would it really be that hard to just play these rules do, the do whole it. season if long? This is, if you like these, then just do this all year. It's because they like their television windows, and they don't want overtime to accidentally take too long. Yeah. That's my question here, too, with the with the joke, I believe, that the CBS Sports chairman, Sean McManus, uh, was telling here. Double over does double overtime exist? Because we were talking about how it goes to the second quarter. Like if you get to halftime, does it go to double overtime, or do you do you so, get a halftime and another and a third quarter? What are the rules there if there is no scoring or that they trade scores and then keep going? At some point, it would have to be sudden death. I, yeah, I, I guess I don't. What would have been crazy if like the 49ers had like a fifteen minute drive that resulted in a touchdown. And then the Chiefs had a 15-minute drive that resulted in a touchdown. And then it would be tied at the end of the second quarter of the first overtime. Then you, then it would just be like, I assume the Niners would just get the ball to try to go win and win, win and they're done. I would think. I don't know. Do you redo the coin toss? Like, that's so hard to get to that point that that would be the case, but it's, it is possible. It's it has impossible. to be written down somewhere, so yeah, I'm sure we can find to. that answer. How about if it gets to a third overtime, they just start alternating two-point tries? Just go that way. I like yeah. Let's do that. Uh, we'll blitz the weekend. It was a fun one. Coming up next, Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Matty Ice is currently bathing himself in creamy jalapeno dip. And I've officially run out of ways to tease this show. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays at noon. The Fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The uncle you never knew you had. The friends you kind of wish you didn't. This is Bishop and Friends. Men, there's millions of us out there. And if you're one of them suffering from erectile dysfunction, you're tired of the frustration, the embarrassment ED causes, you should call my friends at the Tri-State Men's Health Clinic today. They will prop the, they will get you a solution. They will take care of it. They will make sure you are done with ED. It's a new year. Resolve to get your ED treated and change your life. Uh, I, I was at the clinic last week uh, with tests and everything. I mean, it was unbelievable what they did there to, to, to put you in a better spot. Uh, they will get you in a better place. The Tri-State Men's Health Treatments work when pills or herbals fail. They have treatments with success rates up to 90%. Some treatments can even have you last an hour or more. Tri-State Men's Health has four locations around the area, Cincinnati, Dayton, Louisville, and, of course, right here in town. And your initial visit is only 99 bucks. includes a medical consult, 
you get that T and PSA test as well. And if it's medically advised, a test dose. And if the test dose doesn't work in the office, your visit is free. 99 bucks get you started on that. Call them today, 1-800-900-9654 or visit tristatemenshealth.com. That number again, 1-800-900-9654 or visit tristatemenshealth.com for more on that. Time to blitz the weekend. Hit it, fellas. Bishop and Friends present a weekend sports blitz. Did you have something, Chopper? Uh, I did look up the NFL overtime rules for the postseason real quick. So if the score is still tied at the end of an overtime period or if the second team's initial possession has not ended, the teams will play another overtime period. Play will continue regardless of how overtime periods are needed for a winner. And then there will be a two-minute intermission between each overtime period. So that would have been the quarter difference, just like normal. And then there would have been a halftime one. Same thing. Defer. You you get it. Or if you lost it and they took the ball, then you get a chance to choose your uh, getting the baller which end zone you go to but here's the interesting one if there's still no winner at the end of a fourth overtime period so if you go through a whole nother game and nobody has scored in the sudden death version or they traded the touchdowns yep. and then nobody scored whatever there will be another coin toss and play will continue so they just play another game just keep playing games. They're just set up to keep playing a game until somebody Tell wins. Somebody wins will they just replay rules. the commercials then like do they just go back to their <laughs> older inventory I wonder if, if CBS could charge the full freight a second time through no way like, they, they charging could. 30 million and that's probably why they didn't take as many ads where would the viewing drop off at what overtime period would it be would it be another yeah. halftime where people would be Do like you still get credit on. in the household if the television's on because i I'd, I'd, I'd have been asleep but bmz was so we had basketball at 8 a.m about 45 minutes away sunday morning and after playing saturday night at seven o'clock at night so he was in a coma like when I got him up at six fifteen uh, Sunday morning, he's like, "What is this for?" And I said, "We have basketball an hour and forty five minutes, buddy. I need you to get up." So, like at the end of the game last night, he was like holding his eyeballs open, trying to watch the end of it. So you like, woke him up and said, "Don't worry, the Super Bowl is only twelve hours away. It's fine. It's no big deal. We'll make it. Yeah, we'll get there." Um, all right, I believe I had that. What did you have, Reese? I'll save a lot of the Super Bowl stuff for tomorrow, but I believe I had the Cavaliers, the hottest team in the NBA. They Cruising. cooked Toronto on Saturday, 119-95. to They've won nine straight, 17 of their last 18. All right, so let me just ask you this. Can they win it? Yes. All? Yes. Okay, well, now I'm in. Now I'm interested. This team, now, this can, streak be, is this real. team can beat Boston. That's the job. That's the job. I got an email today that was like, Tristan Thompson has the largest social media reach of anybody on the Cavs. And I was like, I feel like that's... For a different reason than basketball, so this yeah. <laughs> list doesn't really make any sense. Um, I believe I had that. Chinese food was the, the perfect choice for it. We got to load up <laughs> twice. We just left it out, and then we, we, we went back for a second helping at some point during the game, and then we put it all away, but it, it, it did it did great. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm definitely – we've done it before, and we went back to it. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, it's a win. Um, I'll, we'll do some of the NFL, so I'll mix some of the NFL stuff tomorrow when we blitz the NFL and, and some of it today. But um, I, I learned my lesson. I, he's bet him, bet them, and um, we did pick. I did pick them to win the Super Bowl before the start of the year. Now that's reinventing the wheel. But I did have some fun with my family last night, so I told them. Um, I, I told Beamsy. I said, buddy, I bet seven thousand bucks at the start of the year on the Chiefs to win at six at, at fifteen to one or sixteen to one. He goes, you did not. And I go, yeah, I did. So he started, which of course it wasn't 16 to one. And of course I did not do that. <laughs> um, and he goes, uh, so then it like started, to, it was like a little game of telephone. 
And so by the time it got to my wife, she was like, wait, what? She's, what you, what's going on? What did you do? And I'm like, well, if the Chiefs win, this is going to be a pretty nice little little payday. And, you know, 7000 on a 16 to 1 is $112,000. And, um, but by the way, of course you would not. What are the Chiefs now? Like, if you bet them now, what's typical have them at to win? Is it they the plus like, 700? So seven to one. Okay. So, so that, that's the, that was the, the operation, but it was, it was straight comedy to watch it play out. And then the disappointment of realizing that I didn't. Um, was was fun, so that 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 made added an extra layer of, of fun for me in the Super Bowl last night. Um, I didn't have that. What didn't you have, Reese? Buckeyes minus two and a half. That's what they were going into the game against Maryland. Two overtimes later, boy, that cash seventy nine seventy five. Tyvis did take it on Saturday when we did some bantering for a couple of hours. I was not going to bet the Buckeyes. I was going to bet against them. I did. He did not. He won. Yeah, they won. A, that's a good one out of Tyvis and why that Indiana one would have been really nice to at least stack oh, two wins here because it's a it's a pretty tough streak here coming up for the Buckeyes. I didn't have this, so throughout the day I went back and forth to the pregame stuff just to see what was going on, see if I was missing anything. And at one point, I don't know, three thirty maybe or so, I turned it on and there was this weird Al Davis like mini biopic about how he stood up to the NFL to, mm-hmm. to move him to LA but it was like the precursor for them moving to Vegas and it was talking about how the NFL is now in Vegas but it was like I think it was based off of some sort of reporter's memoir or story he had written around the time it was you know they played in they won Super Bowl two or three or they lost whatever he was there he was very interested in interviewing Al Davis but like it was actors and like doing impressions of these people and it, it was like six minutes long and I was like what is this? Why, why is this on? Like, I get, I get how they got to it, but it was just, it, it solidified for me, I guess, in a way that I did have this. There's way too much pregame. They start it way too early. There's too much stuff. I know it's what you're going to do. It's it doesn't way, make any sense yeah. to not, but it's too much stuff. It is. It, it is way too much stuff. Um, speaking of college basketball, the, the, the boy, you mentioned the Buckeyes. Nice win for them. In order to win two, you got to start winning one. You could tell how much it meant to them. To, to finally get a win. Um, but one of the more odd things, and, and NBC loves Kentucky basketball, it's amazing like how talented that roster is. And they've lost three out of four. They've lost four out of six um, in, in SEC play. They got beat by Gonzaga at home over the weekend. And they've got the number one recruiting class in the country, all this stuff. Like, he's 15 and six. They're ranked 17th in the country. And they got six NBA guys. On the roster, it's just it's the damnedest thing. How and it seems like this is happening to him every year down there, where he's got these ridiculous recruiting classes and they just fall on their face in SEC play. It's wild. Uh, player who impressed you the most this weekend, Reese? Jim Nance, because it must have taken all for him to not strangle Tony Romo, who jumped all over him on the last call of the game, like wouldn't let him speak. And then Nance is trying to give the crowd and the emotion of that stadium it's doing. Here comes Romo. Mm-hmm. He also on that like that he bookended that last play too, where he went long explaining the clock thing, and then Nance was just like first and goal, it's up, and it's just, the game's over. He should have thrown him out of the box. I'll save some thoughts for that in the for the next segment, but you can rest assured that in the words of DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can, I concur. Player who impressed me the most, uh, Jason Kelsey, actually, because it only took what. Two or three Sundays of meeting Taylor Swift for her to be ready to chug if she showed up on the Jumbotron. Now, it wasn't a full drink, but not what I expected out of uh, Taylor Swift going there. And I can only attribute that to the man in Kansas City yellow and red overalls at the game. Just you see him post what game? a choice. What? 
No, what was it? Was a he luchador shirtless? mask. Oh, he had a yeah. luchador mask. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm all for, I want, now I want Jason Kelsey, if he truly is retiring, I, is that still up in the air or is that official yet? That, that one was weird. But either way, if he does officially retire, I want him to go to every Chiefs game next year and see might. what kind of performances he can give us. So Jason Kelsey says he still needs to decide whether or not he's going to retire. Yeah, it's they've taken over the the sport. I mean, the Kelseys. It's pretty remarkable uh, what they've done. Um, I was impressed with a couple of things off the field a little bit with the Super Bowl. Number one, Blake Lively's fastball is fast. She's still got in a big, big way. Still got it. Are like, you familiar with Ice Spice? Did that I didn't know who me? that was. <laughs> it's funny. Some people thought whoever was behind Taylor Swift was CC Sabathia, and it was actually like Kelsey's <laughs> head of security. Yeah, I think he, he had, had a Wahoo a, hat a Chief on. Wahoo hat, on. and it he looked, looked just, just like, like CC. Oh my God, he looked just like CC. You could have convinced me. Um, but I every, was convinced at the Super Bowl party. I was at like all of the women and and little girls were like would go nuts anytime. Uh, Taylor was on the on the screen, and the whole time I'm just going, I don't know. I think Blake maybe is where the attention ought to be going there. Um, I, I thought she was spectacular. One thing on the Swift thing that was remarkable, it's pretty big card to play when at the Super Bowl celebration party, you are singing the lyrics to your song to your current boyfriend who just won the Super Bowl while you were on tour in Tokyo flying in to watch the game. Like that level of, that's a, there's got to be a bigger word better than Apex. Than that, there there has to be. Um, players kids would call it S tier. There That's it is. What you would call it. Yeah. My is that Sigma? No, it's uh, my kids are dropping Sigma now. All of a sudden, oh, you're Sigma. I think S tier stands for superior. So it's okay. it's on grading scales. It's A through F, and then the S tier okay. is the special. Superior. It's like super uh, superior. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, disappointed recently. Caitlin Clark, Iowa hoops. What <laughs> happened? You're what up. Happened? Fi- you're up 15 heading into the fourth quarter, and then. Oh, no. Only 31 points for Clark. I think she's still, what, eight away from Kelsey mm-hmm. Plum's record? Yeah. Boy. Trouble in home. paradise. It had to be Nebraska, too. Ugh. Your boys. Um, but I, I don't know. I'll buy into conspiracy well. that they wanted to break the record, not on Super Bowl Sunday at home. So they just they just pulled up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, she's only eight points away, so she should get that. As far as players who disappointed... I know I just talked about how it's fun what Jason Kelsey is doing and what Taylor Swift is doing, but that's because it's in their own area. They are, they're not disrupting the overall event of things. If you are somebody who likes to get wasted and jump into a table at a Bills tailgate, as long as you have permission, if, if, if either to your table or somebody gave you permission, yeah. that's fine. But we don't need to go this far at the waste management, which is now the wasted management, where the people yeah. were... like A big problem I have is not so much like criminals doing crime it's criminals who are dumb and do crime it's like what are you doing running on to the course and jumping into a mud pile if it's not like streaking and like you're in front of the the whole crowd and everybody's watching you have no idea where the television like what are you getting out of it besides your dumb friends chuckling along with you so like hey reel it in a little bit guys out there in phoenix uh this travis kelsey you're pushing andy Reid. what the hell man like get a hold of yourself like, they both kind of acted like it wasn't a big deal. I think it kind of was a big deal. I mean, to have a player... That is a come big up deal. Like, it was a really big deal. Yeah, like, he chested him, he shoved him. Like, what are you doing, dude? Get a hold of yourself. Like, that was crazy. And I, if they lose, I think that has a totally different tone to it. They win, and so everyone can kind of laugh about it. We're back. I love him. It's happened. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, that was absurd. Absurd behavior. Uh, Bud Kilmer, honorary coach of the week recently. Taylor Swift's manager 
How do you get? I mean, I'm in my 30s. How do you have someone have that kind of energy after like a 20 hour Trans Pacific flight to Crazy. hang out at the Super Bowl? Then she's got to hop back on a private jet and go to Australia to probably light it up for three straight nights of an entire concert. Like you saw Usher, who's in his 40s, like two minutes into his show, he's yeah. sweaty and it, it it's a that's an ass. It's a lot of work, brother. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I'm going to also give it to somebody on their team, but the lack thereof of this coach. Um, whoever is like a stylist for J.J. Watt, maybe he needs to hire somebody and maybe get that coach. But Or I'm just going to give him credit because I think what happened with J.J. Watt is he got really, really into football in high school and college, and then obviously that became his entire life, and that's all he focused on. He always had the shave head, and now he's retired, and he's on TV, and he's like, oh, I should have a real haircut. So he went back to whatever haircut he had in 2005 and just decided to run it back. And you know what? More power to him because he looked like Van Wilder, like Ryan Reynolds in Van Wilder. He sort of did, didn't he? Yeah, it was wild. Um, I'll give this one to whoever. It, this is the antithesis of the Bud Kilmer honorary coach of the week, so the opposite. Or maybe this actually would be Bud Kilmer since he was an abject failure uh, coaching coaching the Coyotes. Um, whoever is in charge of like talent scouting at, at CBS because and the coaching of, of Tony, I I do like Tony as a person. Bob knows him well. I, I think he came out of the – he was a rocket ship coming out of the thing. But whoever doesn't – you have to put a corral around him. You can't wreck the calls of the Super Bowl, man. And we'll get it, We'll get into it coming up next because I think something he said at the end kind of foretold what could be coming on that front. We'll get to that coming up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. We know everything about you. We know you love the Buckeyes. We know you love the Jackets. We know you're wearing a red shirt. I just freaked the hell out of someone. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The best hair on the air. You are listening to Bishop and Friends. Hey guys, it's Chops, and when you boil it down to lose weight, there's really only two ways to do it. You can eat to lose weight, or you can just reduce what you eat to lose weight. The latter is where medications and hunger suppressants step in, because without them, you'd be hungry all the time simply eating less. Eating to lose weight is the Awaken 180 method, and the method I chose. By eating, my metabolism sped up, and instead of going after muscle for energy, it went right for the fat. I dropped 95 pounds with Awaken 180. I felt healthy losing the weight, and I still feel healthy today because of what I learned. Do I fluctuate a pound here or there? Sure. But I know I'll stay in range because I know my body. Combine that with my free maintenance check-ins and the weight just stays off. A solution for life, friends for life with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Give them a call at 844-346-1800 or online at awaken180weightloss.com. Bishop and Friends were sponsored by Awaken 180. Fast, sustainable weight loss without medications. The solution for weight loss, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Super Bowl party for the first two and a half quarters of this thing. So when you're in that, it's a much more distracted viewing of it. Um, in not just the game, but in terms of everything else around it. Um, how did, how did you guys rate, uh, post Malone, 
Reba seemed like I did hear Reba pretty much straight through. It seemed like she crushed it. Uh, but this is interesting. You guys had this in the in the prep from Darren Ravel. Uh, Reba McIntyre's first brave ended at 90 and a half seconds. Her second one resulted in an over. I'm sure is what he's trying to say there. So mm-hmm. the MGM had to bet, uh, had to pay both the under and the over. They lost both ways. <laughs> the, yeah. On that one. Now they usually cap the prop bets. So they, yeah. I, it's not a big loss. I think either way, I think it's more to get people in the door, but yeah, that's, that's one of the ones where you're somehow both right and wrong yeah i thought she was she was good it was you know like we we all thought it was going to be faster than like the yeah, really long sure. drawn out ones but she went right through it and you know at, you can still hear some of her style in it but it wasn't these giant flourishes of extending things out i just thought post malone was probably the best of the three uh they also did the lift all voices before yeah. as well and uh post malone like during his i was like this is actually pretty good i i like post malone because he's sort of just like a, he just tries to make every type of music and i think mm-hmm. that's why he's good for these kind of things because he he's really good at chameleon just going to any type of music i think would he have been better as the halftime does he have enough hits probably he would definitely be a great halftime addition for anybody's show if he fits in with anybody but yeah i don't know if he has does he have enough to do the whole show i don't think he's got a, enough over time He's got enough in a small sample, like in, in a small amount of time. Like he mm-hmm. can do a show, but I think Usher's hits transcend twenty plus years. Like that's what you go for, right? Yeah. So I don't like R and B, so Usher didn't really hit for me. It didn't work for me either. I couldn't believe he didn't open with uh, Little John saying "Yeah." I mean, that blew my mind. Yeah, was that wasn't the first song? Like, but then I guess they finished with it. But I don't know. I probably would have. Came out with a bang with that. Um, but it, that the problem is, it might be a bang. I don't know. I don't know Usher's music well you enough. You know that song. To, I know. Other than yeah. yeah, though, like maybe those other songs are very popular, and it's just not my type of music. Because well, Jayla really room. liked it. Okay, so I was just going to say they, in the room. So the way that, I don't know how every super I've been to that many Super Bowl parties, but anytime I'm at one, the kids are like in one spot, the the women are are in another, and then the dudes are in another, and so like. The women at the Super Bowl party, all in on Usher. Loved it. Well, they, they took a shot. <laughs> sure. There was excitement of that. Um, you know, I, I looked over to some of my buddies. It could be a fun Sunday night. Who knows? I mean, they, they're inspired up there. Who knows? You got to get yourself a pair of roller skates. Bro. That's right. Well, that was, anytime you come out on rollerblades, I think, well, you really, you've, you've done it. That certainly is that era. Um, but they, they loved it. I, it felt flat for me because I'm like you. Like the only song I knew really well was the last one. Like that one, yeah. Was, and when iconic. they revealed Lil John and he did turn down for what? Like, okay, yeah. I remember that as well. But the other ones, like, I know I don't have much of a point of reference. I did think it wasn't as spectacle filled as I would like for the ones that I hold in really, really high regard. But he did do a good job of having a lot of dancers and using a lot of the field. So it was he split the difference a little bit there. But there was just no like giant set piece for him. The most like notable Even- thing was the roller skates. Even Rihanna, pregnant last year, had a bigger mm-hmm. play. She was last year, right? And then yeah, it was just last year. It was uh, Dre and Snoop and all those guys. Yeah, they, they didn't have that. Didn't have Katy Perry on a what was she on a lion? A giant lion. Lady Gaga didn't jumped Lady in Gaga from the ceiling. From the ceiling, like it. It didn't have those type of of big elements to it. But you know, some of those elements are so big. How do you top it? Um, I thought it was largely fine. I was just with you. I just 
the music didn't hit home for me. It was just the, kind of the one thing. I, I enjoyed Ludacris coming out. That was cool. Not that I didn't yeah. expect it. I mean, he's in that he's in that song. But we've been doing that uh, Fast and the Furious watch through. We were through eight. Now we watched three this weekend. Uh, and one of our favorite things is whenever the movie gets boring and gets too bogged down in its thing, we just go, where's Ludacris? Because <laughs> he's, he he's the fun part. And then he comes in. And so then the same thing happened yeah. during the halftime show. Are you guys interested on how our prop bets on yeah, the house work? Very. So the game ones will go real quick. We all got the Chiefs right, plus two, KC, KC, KC across the board. Last play to be a QB, Neil. Now, this one, I was worried about it because I was like, did we say last play of regulation or did we say last play? Sure. We wrote it down as last play, so that ended up being a no, even though the last play of regulation was a QB knee by Brock Purdy sure. to send it to overtime. But, both you got that one wrong. Reeser and I both got it right. All three of us got the no correct on any team to make a game-winning walk-off field goal to end regulation. So we all said no to that one. So that's three. Correct. Will there be an octopus? We all said yes for the fun of it. There was not. There wasn't even a two-point try in the game. Longest-scored touchdown over under 37 and a half. There's really only, like, one play, I think. It was at McCall Hardman that almost set up a touchdown, but the Chiefs fumbled it. You guys both went over. I went under, and the um, the first scoring play. Bo, you kind of got it half right because you took both for a field goal. And it yeah. was a field goal for the 49ers. Reister said safety, and uh, I specifically said San Francisco field goal. So I was happy to to get that one. As far as the fun ones, didn't look like Drake was there. I couldn't find pictures of what he was wearing, but he did make a big bet on Kansas City and said he can't go against the Swifties. So okay. I counted that as Drake in KC, which okay. means Reister and I got that right. Bo, you got it wrong. You, th- you said he would do San Francisco. Yeah. The, um, Reba McIntyre is both over and under of 90 and a half seconds yeah. as we were talking. I think the, the the one that felt right would be the under there. I don't know what I bet. I can't remember, but I would feel like the under would be the correct one. You both picked the under. I picked the over. Yeah. I, I, I like that the over is also included. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The coin toss, which again, we just said coin toss. Heads was the opener, but we were talking earlier about the controversy of it being tails in overtime. But Reister's the only one who gets that wrong because he said the NFL logo, which is the heads logo. Will a uh, kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point? We all said yes. The no hits, but he did hit one on a kickoff. He did. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. But it's not a field goal or an extra point. The Gatorade was purple, so all three of us got that one wrong. Yeah. And will any player propose to his girlfriend? You both got that right with no. I went with the fun one of yes. Got the it kids wrong. were convinced that he was going to ask her. But I said, I'll bet you anything. Overall, that's 11 picks, including the game bow, five and six. Reese and I both seven and four. So I just looked on Drake's Instagram, and he had part of a story posted last night where he was just wearing a gray sweatshirt. It had no NFL logo on it, and he was watching the Super Bowl with just black pants. And taking it in. Just so did we just did we friend. just null the bet? That, that might be. A, Didn't yeah. have team apparel of any no, team no anywhere. Team apparel. All right, we'll 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 sort through it all with our good buddy Nate Davis of USA Today coming up next. Bishop and friends, right here on the fan. This Buckeye Football Impact Report is brought to you locally by Credit Union of Ohio and by Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse on the Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Ohio State football. 
Impact Report. The transfer portal is a way of life, and Ohio State head coach Ryan Day talks about how they're using it. Today's a good day to kind of address some of the portal stuff because that's that's part of it now. And you know, we we did you know uh, address some some holes. We feel like you know, and that's what the portal is used for right now in our program. It's not something where we're we're you know, going to recruit on a yearly basis a bunch of guys in the portal, bring them in like 20, 30 guys. That's not really where we're at. We want to you know recruit high school players, certainly in the state of Ohio and across the country, and then develop them once they're here. But we also know because of the portal, there's going to be movement. There's going to be opportunities. You know, for instance, you know, Chip Tranum decided that he was going to transfer out and go to Kentucky. Well, we had a hole there, so you know, we're able to you know bring in Quinchon, which was big, and you know, Kyle decided he was going to enter the portal, so we brought in Will. You know, so when when someone you know Matt Jones graduated, we brought in Seth McLaughlin. So you know, those are the things that we try to do. It's not like we're out there just trying to you know bring in as many players as we can. We're trying to fit spots. This report brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Hi, this is Paul Keels. This Buckeye season, don't let a broken windshield ruin your game plan. Safe Light Auto Glass makes it easy to get your windshield fixed with their mobile glass shops all over Central Ohio. They can come to you anywhere, giving Buckeye fans more time for game time. OH? Man, I love that. Schedule at SafeLight.com. Safe Light Auto Glass is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mott Crew is a part of our winning team. The Libman Mott Crew makes sure the hardwood is safe and clean for the players every game at the Schottenstein Center. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Is it time to upgrade your financial situation? Whether you're shooting for financial goals or making a fast break towards savings, Credit Union of Ohio is on your team. If you live in Central or Northeast Ohio, you could score big with affordable loans and competitive savings. Enjoy Credit Union of Ohio's fast and easy online application process and make a slam dunk when it comes to your financial needs. Start winning at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. Federally insured by NCUA. For more than 35 years, Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse has been known by Buckeye Nation as serving the best steaks in the city. Our thick-cut, aged steaks have been a staple in Columbus with three locations in Upper Arlington, Dublin, and downtown. Hyde Park is proud to introduce our newly added wine room at the downtown Columbus location, where a new elegance in dining will surround you. And coupled with live entertainment every weekend, Hyde Park will be the perfect setting for any occasion or the perfect night out. Hyde Park is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Go Bucks! Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Joe knows many people. He talks to the interesting ones on this show. This is Bishop and Friends. And certainly one of the most interesting one is up right now on the Brian Heating Cooling System fan guest hotline. A good buddy, Nate Davis, NFL at USA Today. Well, I... It checked every box. Um, now that you've had, I don't know, what is it, 12 hours, a little less to kind of reflect on everything that happened last night in Las Vegas, uh, where does your mind go first? 
Oh, boy, I don't know if I've had any time to reflect. I mean, uh, I was right, right until midnight in the West Coast and then getting home to pack, and then I wanted to beat, beat the, the, the mad dash. So I guess it's going to be the busiest day in the history of this Las Vegas airport. But Sure. Um, what a, I mean, what a finish. You know, it's kind of a – you know, some of my colleagues were, were floating the idea it was the worst Super Bowl ever after the first half with, uh, I guess, what were bad ads at a gym and a boring game to that point, uh, according to some. But, you know, I thought it was a good defensive kind of struggle in the first half. You know, I mean – I, I thought that the uh, fumbles were were forced plays and not necessarily you know faults of the running backs, uh, but you know made, made for a compelling theater. Uh, you know nip and tuck pretty much the whole way, and then you know to to witness the first overtime lead change in Super Bowl history. Um, mm-hmm. You know pretty pr- pretty cool, and then uh, and then the uh, you know I was, I was out in the strip where I guess I guess Kelsey and Taylor and, and crew all all made it out to last night, but. Sorry, I missed that. One of my colleagues was hanging out of her suite, and I guess I guess Jason Kelly, Kelsey uh, had to vouch for Shaq to get him in the suite. I mean, it was, it was you know this, this was a Super Bowl like no other in many ways. It really was in in a city that the the NFL had had shunned forever, um, and now there's a franchise there, and they they deliver. It's really the perfect city, as you know, to host this type of thing. I mean, in, infinite great hotel rooms, um, infinite abilities to party post game. It kind of checks every box on that front. In in the building last night, Nate. When, when San Francisco doesn't score the touchdown in the overtime, I guess in your feeling in the building, how many people realized that Kansas City could go win it? How many people realized that the clock didn't matter? Um, how many people realized, oh my God, now we got to kick to Mahomes, and it's almost felt like inevitable, like he's going to go score. I, I think it was all kind of happening. So fast, and by, by yeah. the way, I would push back. I would push back on infinite uh, good hotel rooms here. But um, uh, that's, that's a story for another day. <laughs> okay, um, very good. You, you know, I, I I don't think I'd fully wrap my mind around this, this being the, the first uh, playoff over time with with the new rules. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one of these people that faults Kyle Shanahan for for taking the ball. Um, you know, I feel like he's an aggressive coach. I feel I feel like he he kind of plots strategy. Um, with 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 his reasons in mind and, and, and goes with it. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, you know, this, this is the NFL. It's, it's a results oriented business, as as anyone will tell you, including uh, including the coaches. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I find it kind of tough to rip guys to go with the courage of their convictions, which, which is what he was doing in Super Bowl Fifty One when, when they killed the Patriots all day by passing the ball and trying to continue to to keep their their boot on their throat that day. Um, it didn't work out for him, uh, and, and you know the, the, the Chiefs uh, obviously came back and, and maximized that opportunity, uh, and, and you know looked like several points there where, where it was going to work out for the 49ers, but um, it didn't. You know this this uh, team has has certainly stamped itself as, as the uh, NFL's newest dynasty, uh, and I think with that performance last night, they they definitely earned that label and did, didn't back into it by any stretch. Yeah, this is heavy stuff with with Mahomes now, right? I mean, you talk Mahomes and Reed, but Mahomes is just twenty eight. Uh, have three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs. The only people who have got him in the playoffs are Brady and Burrow. Brady twice, Burrow once. Um, you know, Tom put it out there so far, Nate. You know, with the seven and all of that. But I mean, he's he, now he's he's in. He, you can have that conversation. Like it's in play. I never thought anyone would ever approach it. And he's still not even halfway. So it's forever out there. But at least he's let the start to his career makes it a possibility. Uh, we're watching history with this kid. Yeah. No, I think we really are. Uh, you know, and then they tried not to acknowledge that too much, at least uh, us, you know, the, the reporters that kind of followed him around during the week. But, um, 
you know, you, you definitely, you know, could agree between the lines last night that this was something on the team's mind. You know, when you won two Super Bowls, uh, you're certainly playing for more than that third. You know that you're playing for, for a spot, you know, in NFL lore. Um, and, and you said it. You know, we're, we're witnessing history. You know, we're witnessing some, some first ballot Hall of Fame guys and, and Reed and Mahomes and Kelsey. And, you know, maybe Chris Jones gets there one day, too, uh, if, if he's back with the team next year. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, I had, had the had the TV on this morning when I was back, and I think you know, Damian Woody, who played for those those early Patriots teams, you know, kind of mentioned uh, this stage, you know, certainly easy to argue that Mahomes is better than Brady. I mean, these, yeah. these Chiefs teams have been, I, I, I guess, to a bit of a lesser extent. Well, they've been driven by Mahomes. Uh, and, and, you know, he did it in a different way this year. It wasn't with 50, 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, but, I mean, he was still – effectively running that offense with, with kind of diminished weapons uh, around him. But but he's the engine of this team. I mean, Tom Brady was not necessarily that um, in, in those early Patriots years, which was kind of a grind-the-clock defensive mm-hmm. heavy team. And, and, and he, he really was more Brock Purdy to some degree. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes is on quite the tra- tra- trajectory right now, and, and maybe he will one day be, be, the, uh, be the GOAT. Yeah, he ends up 16 of 22 in fourth quarter in overtime last night. He just seems completely unflappable. It's it's crazy. Like they, buddy of mine grew up in the Bay Area, and I'm texting with him, and he's you know they get that they get the field goal both at the end of regulation and then at the end of the over at, in the first overtime, and and he's like he's like we just need one stop, and I'm like yeah, but you're kicking to him, and like even on the fourth down play, it's like yeah. you just have this inevitability to him. Like and I had people say oh they've they've kicked the extra point if they make that, I'm like I think Kansas City just would have had a different mindset, right? It just would have changed. On the on the Moody miss, yeah, yeah, on the Moody extra extra yeah, points, yeah, yeah, you just change. I think that's one that's one of those baseball things, like where you, you can't you can't say because you know the X happened, you know, you yeah. know, you know, in the fourth quarter that it cost the Forty ers a game. You're right. I mean, they, they they end up just going for the win there at the fourth quarter instead of settling for the uh, the tie in overtime. Um, but I mean, this is this is three Super Bowls, and I believe I believe that uh, Mahomes has overcome a double digit deficit uh, in all three of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it, again, it kind of just speaks to, to this magic, to, to the fact that nothing that nothing does phase him, and, and uh, um, that certainly just feels like there there is an inevitability uh, around this team when when the other uh, chips are on the table. Yeah, I'm with you on Kyle. I wanted to get your thoughts on on this Niners group because they have. I mean, it's an all star team. They're able to do so because their franchise quarterback is a six round pick. So you're able to spend everywhere else on the roster. I saw the the odds this morning. They're the betting favorite to win it next year. Uh, in large part of that, I'm with you. I take a whole lot of issue with anything Kyle did. Um, but just how, how mentally, how do you bounce back now? From this, where they feel like a couple of times, they probably feel like they should have had two Super Bowls by now. Well, I think they do. I mean, I talked to enough guys during the week, you know, particularly you know, Kittle, um, Juice Check, what uh, was another one. Um, I mean, th- th- those guys really, really felt the loss hard in Super Bowl Fifty Four. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what they're really feeling um, after last night. You know, those, those core. I think uh, it's not many, but they're, they're kind of kind of several core players, about eight or nine that were on the Fifty Four. Team, uh, in the 58 team, but um, I mean that's going to be a tough one to swallow. I mean, certainly there are enough guys, Trent Williams and, and uh, um, McCaffrey, and, and both or many others that, that weren't on both teams. So it's going to hurt them too. But you know, kind of kind of feels like like the Michael Jordan Bulls years, like where teams like really good teams like like the Knicks mm-hmm. um, and, and others never won that Cavaliers. You know, back in, back in those uh, Brad Darty days, but they never won a title just because. 
they they were up against greatness. I mean, the Patriots did it to so many teams, um, you know, the last last two decades. But yeah, I mean, to your point, I think the 49ers team is really good. Uh, I would think Brock Purdy is only going to get better. Um, I've kind of already dug into next year, and I mean, I think number one, they're they're, they're I think pretty much clearly the class of the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can kind of avoid that freak injury that seems like hits them every other year. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I think that they're the, the clear cut favor of that conference. Whereas you know the Chiefs are going to be going back to an AFC where Burrow should be back and Aaron Rodgers should be back and Nick Chubb should be back, uh, and including heavyweights in Buffalo and Baltimore. So they, they've got the much tougher road to get to that three peat than I think the Forty ers do to at least get back um, to, to Super Bowl Fifty Nine in New Orleans next year. Yeah, absolutely. Nate, thank you so much for your time, especially on a very busy night and morning for you. Uh, travel safe, my friend, and we'll talk to you again this off season. Okay, thanks. Appreciate you, Bo. Have a good one. All right, that's Nate Davis, USA Today, one of the best in the business on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We hit three things on a Monday. Coming up next, Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. A lot of hosts have been on our airways in the past 30 years. Some good, some bad, some really bad. Anyway, sorry for that. The fashion. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. First Friday miracles are always better with Uncle Bo. This is Bishop and Friends. Hi, Reese. What do you have on the poll? Daily Fan Poll sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. Today's Daily Fan Poll asks, what was the best part of last night's Super Bowl broadcast? The game, the commercials, halftime show, or none? I was miserable. <laughs> the game's getting 60% of respondents to the Daily Fan Poll sponsored by ER Auto Care. None, I was miserable is getting yeah. 24%. So that's second. Halftime show, 8%. Commercials, 7%. Do you think that no, I was miserable is also an indicative number of the amount of people that are on the app that that put Twitter poll was put on that feel the same way about everything? Yes, they're miserable. So, I mean, you could put that for fronts. every poll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, out of sight of being like a Lions or a Ravens fan, why would even you so. be so miserable? Like, that's the yeah. only thing I can even think of. You generally are miserable. Like, yeah. there's nothing that gives you yeah. happiness in life. And so this Super yeah. Bowl that was void of touchdowns until the second quarter would also do the same. Do the same, I guess. All right, three things on a Monday. Hit it. One, two, one, two, three things. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. Number one for me, I see the uh, Super Bowl logo for the Super Bowl next year in New Orleans is out. And I do think it's really cool that the NFL is going back to some sort of city-specific logos. Uh, To me, when they went to 50, they should have just went to numbers because LIX... The, the thing it just looks wild but whatever at least they're finally for a while it would just do like the generic every logo was the same and in the old days it was very city specific so the one for new orleans has florida lees on it uh it's purple and red and yellow like okay that's a start good job out of you what would have happened if live golf existed four years ago when it was super bowl live when it was liv who <laughs> <Good laughs> would have won that lawsuit would have won that yeah this uh, came yesterday because I was talking about how we got the Chinese food for it, and we actually got it from a, a local place by our house that had sent out the mailer the old school way. And we're like, eh, why not? Let's just try this place. And 
They just had a phone number. We just decided what we were going to get. And I think sometimes we forget that because everything becomes the norm and like ordering online is actually kind of annoying. Sometimes going through all this stuff and you got to hit all these steps and do you want any extra blah, blah, blah. I actually enjoy just the call the guy up, say, hey, these are the six things I want. He put them all down, told me the price and you go, okay, that'll be about 30 minutes. And he just, we just hung up. And then I just waited. I didn't have to check a car to make sure that it was a certain distance from my house or how close it was or your food is being prepared versus it's ready. Now, it just showed up at my door. So I might go that back to that and just call places specifically and order on the phone more often. I thought it was very adorable. How When the Super Bowl went final, you had several baseball team Twitter accounts with a, we're up next or we're on deck. <laughs> Chill out, baseball. You've still got like... Two and a half months until opening day, and there's still plenty more that people would rather focus on than you. Even Including you, the NFL draft. And I'm a baseball fan. <laughs> we don't care. Now ain't it, boys. Uh, number two for me, uh, played in a, uh, of course, we're winding down, a uh, little travel basketball tournament this weekend. So the way it works is you play like pool play on Saturdays and you play black bracket play on Sunday. So this is on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and we ended up playing, Beamsy's team played a 7 o'clock game Saturday night. And because of the way the bracket worked, we played 8 o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning. Now, had we won, we would have played, think about this, 8 a.m., noon, Three, five. So they expect <laughs> ten hours for ten-year-olds. If you're hosting a youth basketball, just have one age group be done in the morning and one done in the afternoon. There's no reason to spread it out over the entire day. It's also, ridiculous. five would have put you close to the beginning of the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, you'd have missed. It. Well, it was it was 35 minutes away, so we yeah. Would, yeah. Second one for me, um, I did not get a chance to jump over to the Nickelodeon. I do not have the cable, and I wasn't sure on exactly how to get it on my screen without having to finagle and worry and like and just miss time in the Super Bowl. But I did see some of the highlights from the Nickelodeon broadcast, including this one, which warmed my heart a little bit. Hey, SpongeBob and Patrick, have you guys ever heard of a place called Iowa? Iowa? Iowa. It sounds exotic. Well, in Iowa, they like to say punting is winning. And right now, punting is very much winning for both these teams. The fighters are winning. (laughs) So there's SpongeBob and Patrick talking about Iowa and punting, and I was like, you know what? I'll take it. That's the closest, I think. Not that they don't have players. Obviously, George Kittle, an Iowa player. But the the closest to somebody actually lauding the punting practices of Iowa during a Super Bowl broadcast. Yeah, I think uh, they did a really good job. Viacom or whoever owns CBS did a really good job with the Nickelodeon broadcast. And that they had the actual voice actors for SpongeBob and Patrick there with kind of the CGI suits. And they had like cameras in their faces to like oh, record they? their facial features. And this was the two of them after Christian McCaffrey's fumble in the first quarter. Who's got You have to firmly grasp it. Firmly grasp it. You have to firmly grasp it. We'll be in rotation. That's pretty good. That's great. Gosh, I, the boys would have loved that. I'm sure it would have been able to. Number three for me. So as I mentioned, we left the we left after halftime, but then NBC got a ride home because he wanted to stay in with his buddies a little, little while longer. So the the family who brought him home came over and watched kind of the end of the fourth quarter in the game. And um, I looked at my wife goes, "What has happened to this basement?" And I looked around like Buddy's Carnage is incredible. There were like four cow femurs. Deer antlers half chewed, like all of his chew toys, and the idea of like talking to my wife like five years ago and saying, "Oh yeah, there's going to be beef femur and antlers from elk and deer just splattered all over." It looked like a war zone for God's sakes. Last thing, real quick, 
Can't believe we had a bonfire in February, but my hair still oh, smells yeah. like smoke. But it was a win. It's a win. Put my uh, $10 Cleveland Browns Super Bowl bet into Tipico. $10 is going to get me 410 when the Browns win Super Bowl 59. All right. There you go. Coach Holtman up next. We're back tomorrow. Bishop and Friends right here on the fan. Common man and T-Bone are idiots. You should listen to them anyway. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan, Ohio's idiot destination. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet Gambling. Problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Since 2019, the Chiefs are now 5-1 when trailing by 10 points or more at any point in a playoff game. The rest of the NFL is 6-48 in that span. The 49ers open up as the favorites to win the Super Bowl next season at ESPN Bet with opening odds at plus 550. Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs will look for three straight at 7-1. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Casting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.